No, this is my gorilla. That's that's Freddy the Finger. Oh, all right. There's there's uh there's Richard. Getting ready to do jazz hands. Oh, okay. Getting ready to do jazz hands. All right, cool. So let me let me do this while you guys are getting your jazz hands fingers set up. Uh, I want to remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com. Sign up for our email list. Uh, Very important thing to do over there. Look around. Lola is um, always posting deals, so. You'll see a deals page up there. You'll see a merchandise page, which you, which takes you to Ballistic Inc. You can get cool shirts we have, as well as patches all on there. If you get any of the patches, both one of the patches, we're sending out some Gunboat stickers to folks out there. We still got Gunboat stickers left. We still got patches left, so please go over there. That's a good way to support us. Um, as, as everyone is coming in here, I'm going to ask everyone to smash the thumbs ups, ring the bell and all of that. We are seriously, seriously, seriously ghosted around here these days. So, I mean, you know, what, what else are you going to do about that? Right. You just got to deal with it. But if you guys can share this with people, smash the thumbs ups and all that, we'll get it going. Uh, let me press the button and, uh, get this, get the show on the road. Big shout out to Barnulls. Sponsor, a new sponsor on the podcast, guys. Barnules, uh, performance steel case ammunition. So they're they're gonna be here. Let me get the open popping. Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. Boom! Lifestyle. Make sure you subscribe, the smash the thumbs ups, ring the bell, so you can be notified every time we go live. And we are live, so I hope you've got your big girl panties on. Um, you can have the gorilla fur ones on because we got gorillas and guns joining us tonight. So, or the banana skins—I don't know, whatever, whatever you guys are into. Being edible, but banana flavor. Uh, yeah, banana flavor is cool. Yeah, yeah banana flavor is cool. Um, like banana cream pie flavor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can't knock it. So, <laughs> um, yes. So let me get into this. Uh, this is podcast six six five. Of the Who Move My Freedom podcast. Tomorrow is 6 6. Double hockey sticks tomorrow. <laughs> um, so we'll be in costume. You know, whoever's coming on will be in costume. But today it's Gorillas and Guns joining us. Let's see those jazz hands. Come on. Did we do jazz hands? No, no jazz hands got done. There you go. Jazz hands. We've got Gorillas and Guns joining us. There he goes with his gorilla. What's up, man? Hey, not much. How you doing, Hank? Good, good. Thanks for coming on tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Um, And then doing double duty and probably a double duty. Who knows what he's, you know, however you want to put it. (laughs) Flying Rich, Richie Hughes. (laughs) What's up, Rich? When are you going to come to Florida, Scott? I mean, you know, Scott only comes to Florida in a private jet. You know that, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't. (laughs) The only time I I fly is in my private jet. (laughs) Is this a real? Is this a real thing? I wasn't aware of that. Sorry. And yeah, you got that private jet. (laughs) No, I don't have a private jet, but that's how I got to Florida the last time I went. Uh, We went on a cruise. Um, We uh, went out of Port Canaveral, Mm -hmm. and we flew down in a a private jet. It was nice. Oh, nice. Sweet. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, hour and a half it took for the flight, and that was it. Oh, sweet! So, how was this some kind of hookup that you got? It was just the cruise company did it. How did how that work? No, no, it, it was uh, it was just a deal. That's it. Uh-huh. Oh, you don't want to tell us now? <laughs> don't want us horning in on your private jet uh, situation. That's right. <laughs> All right, yeah, I understand. Yeah, 
Kevin, Kevin got to, you know, kick the tires on the private jet, but me, meh, you know. Oh, wait, I was in the which, Ke- which Kevin oh, got to do this? Which Kevin? Popped out of gun control. Yeah, yeah, he met me at the hotel we were staying at uh, oh. the day before we went down to the boat. Oh, that's the Thick Boys crew. That's the Thick Boys crew, Rich. You can't hang with those dudes. Yeah, you're too skinny, man. <laughs> My wife yeah. doesn't say that. Yeah, you're, you're lightweight. You can't, you can't hang out with those guys, man. Those guys are built like tanks. You can get any more bananas. More bananas, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so listen, shout out to everyone. You know what's funny? I don't see the chat. Do you guys see I the see chat? The... Yeah, I got it. Where's my chat window? Huh. I actually you know, don't see it. Let's see if I can get it. Oh, there so, it goes. Okay, for some reason you know, it wasn't popped up. thanked me after the show and said, hey, you know, th- thanks for hooking me up. You must have put it in a kind word with Lola. Who, and, who and was I, that? Joe, shooting gallery New England. Oh, okay. And he thought I hooked him up the other night. I said, look, I, uh, I, I want to do over because I didn't feel really good about the show. So that's why I'm here tonight. Right. Sure. Okay. First of all, Shooting Gallery New England was on before. Um, so, yeah. Me. Yeah, he was on. And, and I think he did okay considering he was uh, uh, pretty Rash jumped up about being on. Yeah. He was bouncing around a little bit. You know, he was a little happy to be on, which is not a bad thing. But he, I think he did good the other day with you. It was Hank, funny. I, it was I'm funny. So- good show. Huh? Uh, there, there's no Walter this week, no Babyface this week. I want proof of life. I, I need to get like a text right, well, or a picture like yeah. today's newspaper. If you want proof of life, um, you know, I don't know what to tell you. Just believe what you need to believe. <laughs> I can't give you proof of life. Walter will be here tomorrow. He'll be here tomorrow. Uh, he might be in disguise. He might be in disguise. Uh, you know. around. He You're might claim. have an extra set of boobage or something like that. You know, you never know. You never know. You know, sometimes people go away and they're getting stuff done, you know. Is he still transitioning? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. A little, little something, something. Ghost, shout out to Ghost Tactical. He's, uh, he says, what's up, Strangerholics? What was that, Rich? I, I thought we were, you know, doing a GoFundMe for Patrick. Oh, Patrick. Yeah, I think, you know, I don't know if Patrick still uh, wants the boobs or not, you know. We'll have to see whether or not he still wants those boobs. Um, Kathleen Music Lover says, how can you tell you messed up on Hank Strange? When I make it. (laughs) I mean, it's a pretty low bar, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. Good question. How do you tell you messed up? I don't know. Uh, Oh, there goes Pebbles right there. Boom. Kathleen saying Pebbles being a big baby. Uh, There you go. All right. Got Pebbles in the house. Um, Oh, Screaming Skull Saloon. Hey, buddy. Okay. Shout out to Screaming Skull Saloon out there. Um, If anyone needs a shout out, let us know on this Thursday. Man, this week is taking too long. I'm going to shout out people that I think are mine, not Hank. So that's Shooting Gallery New England, Ghost Tactical, Gorillas and Guns. Yeah, uh, Kathleen Music Lover, Chris Bullis. Sure, because you own well. people now. I, I always believed that you believed in slavery, Rich. You be that one dude. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you own people now. <laughs> I love it. I'm on the show, and I still get a shout out. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to just shout your own, your own self out. 
See, Richard Please Hughes can't handle. This is what yeah. Nola was like. You know what? I don't know. So first of all, uh, John Crump was supposed to be on, and unfortunately, oh. it looks like his niece took a turn for the worse, which is terrible. Oh, so oh that's man, that's- yeah. So he's he's not here, but you know, our prayers go out with him. You know, that's like a I don't know one of the toughest deals. Um, yeah. Yeah to deal with all that stuff. And so we asked, you know, obviously we had uh, Gorillas and Guns already coming on. And, um, you know, we asked Richard Hughes to come in. Ghost Tactical says, who's this rich guy? He must be talking about uh, Scott. No. That ain't me. Scott's the only guy I know. Yeah. I, I barely make 55 grand a year, so, I mean. <laughs> I can't say that. You're a baller, sir. <laughs> Yeah, that's baller status. Where I don't know from my point of view. So he's got some sort of slush fund going because I know Scott's got an indoor pool also. And yeah, you're yeah. definitely baller status if you got an indoor ask, pool. Why, ask why, you, what why color are you counting the his is. ducats? Why are you counting his ducats, Rich? Seriously, <laughs> for a guy named Flying Rich, you know you're all up in his. Are you the IRS or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you got you got to push back against Rich. He's a double agent, is what it is. Yeah, this is the only way to deal with him. If you let him, if you let him just get away with that, he'll just run right over you. Um, but, but you got to ask me what color the water is in my pool. Oh, he told um, me. Green. Yeah, I'm guessing you get. Oh, green. Okay, I, I, I thought actually you right now yellow. I think it's black. Oh, <laughs> really? little white spots everywhere. Thing mm. might be growing in there, and it might come up and strangle you in the middle of night. Oh yep. boy. I'm afraid uh, to go in the building. <laughs> RTS guy says, I'm shouting out Silverback, Gorillas and Guns. Okay. <laughs> RTS guy, you're number one. Just read between the lines. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Christian Gress says, Gorillas and Guns and Flying Rich in the house. Oh, boy. Kathleen Music Lover says, we love Flying Rich. There you go. There you go. Um, Judd M says, uh, I think he's doing the prayer. I'm going to assume that's the prayer. Uh and Imposter says, when Lola gets involved, you know you've messed up. That's true. Probably. Too brown. Too brown. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Rodney Brady is, I don't know, is this true, Rodney? Rodney Brady says, did you see the weird ultra-conservative guy who interviewed Grandmaster Jay got ca- caught watching gay porn on OnlyFans? <laughs> I don't know if that's a joke from Rodney Brady or not, but I could just tell you this I would not be surprised. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I got to say to Steve, Dave, it might be. It might be. He asked if my pool was what started COVID. I yeah. mean, it, it just might be. Yeah. It's a cesspool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not for entertainment or recreational pur- purposes. So. Uh, it's currently under scientific study. Right. And uh, Rodney so, Brady says 65K is great in Florida. You're not in Florida, though, right? No. Where, what, what state are you in? You're North Carolina. Who, me? I'm, yeah. I'm in Virginia. 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 Oh. oh, you poor guy. Depends on where, Virginia. You'll be coming California nice. Yeah, yeah, you can live less the further out from D.C. you get. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I live right near Richmond, so it's mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're too close to DC. You can smell the swamp from there. Yeah. Uh, what about what do you think about West Virginia? Lots of people going over to West Virginia. 
Uh, I've been looking at property out there. I'll tell you what, it is so beautiful out there. But my wife, she she's a nail tech and in order for her to switch her license over to another state she's got to take more tests and all this other stuff so she's just not ready for that right now mm-hmm. but uh I, I'm, I'm working on her little bits and pieces so I'm, I'm hoping we can find a nice mountain property out there in west virginia close to the tennessee border uh you know where i can get a couple hundred acres and i can stretch out you know mm-hmm. is um is west virginia still affordable I don't know if everyone piling in there is pushing up prices or not. Yeah, I mean, it just depends what you're looking for, really, and and where you go in West Virginia, too. So, Mm -hmm. you know, most people, when they move out there, a lot of them are moving into, like, the city areas that are already kind of saturated. So Mm -hmm. uh, I'm looking to be away from all that. You know, I don't want to be – I don't want neighbors. (laughs) No neighbors. Yeah. Um, yeah, You might need somebody. Good good and bad things. Huh? You might need somebody to drink with, so that's neighbors are always good for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could always drink with your dog or something. Yeah, I got yeah. four, so I mean, I'm good. Oh, good to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. So I think everyone's throwing up where they're from right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anyone needs any shout outs, but like I said, everyone coming in, smash the thumbs ups. Let's get those uh, thumbs ups popping in here. Um, you know, uh, Kathleen Music Lover says uh, Washington State turning into California light. Seriously thinking about moving. From, yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of states uh, going in that direction. So Texas um, is going in that direction. Texas? Texas, yeah. Yeah. Texas purple. Yeah. Well, and then you have a lot of pe- people fleeing California and going to Texas, right? Especially Joe Rogan has probably increased the population single-handedly in Austin. You know, but when I looked up, when I looked up around, because you know there was a video on YouTube, because I guess I look at Joe Rogan videos, so there was this video that popped up on YouTube about Joe Rogan's uh, Mega Millions mansion. And uh, so I was like, let me see if this, these houses are actually millions of dollars in Texas. Oh, yeah. In Austin? For reals. Yeah. L- millions. Multi, multi millions. I was like, wow, this is this Hollywood or is it Texas? But Are, are you saying you want to be a YouTube gun guy with a mansion in Texas? Is that what you're saying? No. Uh, no. Oh, okay. I'm not saying that. I was just looking at the video. I don't care about, I don't care about houses. Houses mean nothing to me, you know, uh, especially big mansions and all that kind of stuff. No, I'll spend all my money, guns, cars, you know, a couple of watches and stuff like that. But mansions don't mean anything. Clothing doesn't mean anything. You know, food, I'll spend money on food, too. So good food. Like, I've said this a couple of times. You, your taste and my taste are pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I don't know if it should I be insulted by that. Well, I, I like the car. I like the way you live. Oh, I mean, I, I would be into doing the same thing if I wasn't married. Yeah. I could get away with that. Yeah. But somebody yeah. likes a nice house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you. I see you show it off all the time by the pool. You like it too. Uh, yeah, I, because I don't have a nice car. That's that's why. Oh. I mean, if I I would 
Nice car. Damn, Don. I hate a pool. I know that probably sounds bad to some people, but I hate pools. Houses so, should not have pools. Why is that? It, they, first of all, green. Huh? They, yeah, they drain. You got to fill them up. There's always a crack. You got to clean those things. There's always some creature swimming in the pool. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, there used to be a gorilla swimming in my pool, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> ever since that water turned. <laughs> yeah, pools are such a pain, man. I don't, you know what? Like, if you're gonna live in a community where they have a community pool, then, okay, I could live with that if I had to, and I've done it before. But um, you know, I, I have never when I've rented consulting, I have never gone to the community pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, First off, now that I know what people do in pools, it only took me a long 50 years to realize that. I don't want to go in public pools. There's <laughs> so there's so much chlorine in there, man. It don't matter. It don't matter. I got the pool pump on. I haven't turned it off. Yeah, there's so much chlorine in there. Let me get some comments in here real quick. Um, Christian Gress says, Hank's pretty much the same mindset as me. Guns, cars, watches, could care less about the mansions and such. Yeah. I could live in a, just a big building. Have you guys seen Barn Dominiums? Have you seen that yet on YouTube? No. Those are some good videos. Yeah, oh, look cool. up Barn Dominiums on YouTube. I, I would totally live like the. I would totally live in a hangar, like an air at an yeah. airport with airplanes. Yeah, that would yes. be cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah, see, and I can't I, even fly, but whatever. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the show? Uh, what was it? It was Dan Tana. Was the the name of the show Vegas? What, oh yeah. What was the show? That's old school. That's from the 70s. So he lived in a warehouse off the Vegas Strip mm-hmm. and like pulled his classic T-Bird into the car into the middle of his warehouse that was mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually I yeah. have a friend that lives in an airport community. So here in Florida and and oh, look, I guess a lot of places there's actual snowbirds. They fly into these airport communities. Um, and they've got little apartments inside of the hangars or next door to it. And, you know, and then they fly back to Michigan um, uh-huh. when it gets hot here. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. I've been in, I've been in several of them. Like one of my friend lives there and then, but he lives there all the time. So when the snowbirds go back, he's like, like always helping people out and taking care of their place and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of like, yeah, I think that's cool. Kind of yeah, I was actually uh, looking at a property in West Virginia that was an old bank, mm. like way back when. So I was like, ah, and it was on a, it was on 190 acres. I was oh. like, man, how how? What's a bank oh. doing on 190 acres? <laughs> I don't know. Where they grow them? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> Money does grow on trees, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, without a doubt, right? It, well, I don't know if it. Is it really trees? Uh, well, where, where does cotton is? Cotton is is that a tree? Eh. That's it's a more plant. like a shrub. Yeah, more like a. Plant. I, I feel comfortable talking about cotton with uh, people that aren't white. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I, you know, right now, I you need a shot caller, Richard Hughes. <laughs> That's what we need for you. We need a shot caller, and we wire it so everyone can shock the living daylights out of you. So I've always said politicians ought to wear lie detecting shock collars. So when they're talking, just no. Mm-hmm. Who? Politicians. 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 Okay. Lie detecting shock collars. So I'm gonna yeah. patent that. Oh, okay. 
Night Train wants to know, does Hank know how to swim? Yes. Absolutely. Been swimming since I was a little kid. Yeah, well, that, that's funny. I had a friend from Long Island didn't know how to swim. I had two friends I could think of, actually, mm-hmm. didn't know how to swim. Mm. Really? Uh, On the island? I don't remember learning how Long to island. swim. Yeah. How's that possible? Well, because I was doing it since before I remembered. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, how is it possible they don't know how to... Um, that's weird. Their yeah. parents never made just throw them in the ocean like mine were? I don't know. I mean, and, and I was born in the Caribbean, but that's not actually where I started swimming. I started swimming in England. So, you know, I remember Down the that. Huh? Down the Thames? No, no, they used, they used to take us to these things called swimming pools invented by the Egyptians. You know, the British stole that from the Egyptians. And we used to go to swimming pools and stuff like that. Um, I remember taking school school trips out there and doing that. So, uh, let's see. Uh, John Voorhees, shout out to him. He says, uh, the only pool I want to be around is one with single moms. Okay. <laughs> that kid's horny, man. He's just, he, he's on it. We're going to have to get him some. I was I was just drunk by the beach and you know just mm-hmm. lots of nice uh, nice scenery. Yeah, Kathleen Music yeah. Lover says Barnuminiums are cool. Uh, Steve Dave says forty forty pole barn with a basement bunker. That's what I want. Um, okay, and Kathleen says they build uh, gun ranges and storage containers. That would be cool. Yep. Um, it's only like twenty feet or forty feet, right? How big is a storage container? It depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's lots of different sizes of them. I'm not sure what the biggest one is, but I know there's there's like little half ones. <laughs> you know, um, there's... I'm, I wonder what is the longest one that you could get. Uh, Judd M says, I'm 34 and can't swim. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, so here's a 40 foot, 40 foot. I think 40 foot is the biggest you can get. 40? Huh. 40. Okay. Rick says, I learned to swim by being thrown into a pool. So when I lived in Virginia Beach, you know, there's a lot of military down there, a lot of Navy. And I actually had a few friends that were in the Navy that mm-hmm. couldn't swim. Yeah, it happens. It happens. <laughs> I see. Um, who is oh, I see Christian Gress saying that. What's up? Um, so my Google search was large cargo container size. It says mm-hmm. people also ask. What is the size of a 40-foot container? <laughs> How, big <laughs> How big is a 20-foot container? Oh, frick me. Elon, get me away. Take me away. Why are you trying to get Elon Musk to save you? How's that? What's that have to do with He's anything? going to Mars. Oh, to Mars? There's no intelligent life down here. If they put you on that spaceship going to Mars, I predict that ship is never making it there. Are you gonna? Is that a crash joke? Is that a crash? Joke? As long as he ain't piloting it, it'll be all right. <laughs> I predict he's not making it there, whether he pilots it or not. Uh, he's just got that aura that surrounds him. <laughs> yeah, Christian Gress says, "I remember folks that were in Navy boot camp with me that didn't know how to swim. What kind of person joins the Navy? The or, Navy and doesn't know how to swim. It happens." See, now, now, don't you think maybe? If you weren't like on the high school football team, you're joining the Navy, you would like work out a little bit, you do a little bit of 
you know, what would I need to know for boot camp kind of questions before Google existed? Yeah, and the, the school and, should have a pool. Well, I guess every every school doesn't have a pool, right? Hey, maybe I need to know how to do 100 push-ups, yeah. 10, 20 pull-ups, uh, run a quarter mile in a mm-hmm. certain speed, swim. Yeah. But every every school may not – like I know my high school I went to had a pool, but I don't think every school has a pool. Breaking news. Do you know how big a 53-foot – uh, containers. Um, it might be fifty-three feet. Yes. <laughs> the question is, by what? What is it? Fifty-three by what? Twenty? Thirty? Uh, by eight feet six inches high, nine feet six inches wide. Nine six. It okay. Has a total volume of three thousand eight hundred fifty-seven cubic feet. Mm. Mm. And maximum gross weight of sixty-seven thousand pounds. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I always thought that those, uh, we've had this conversation before. Someone said the shipping containers really can't take a lot of weight. Well, okay. So the empty weight of the shipping container, 53 footer, that is, is 11,110 pounds. And so the maximum payload is 56,000 pounds. Mm. So it's still pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it could take it's designed to take just that much weight or probably more, right? Because those are getting stacked. Well, yeah, I, I'm assuming uh, that's probably floor strength that the floor can hold. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, because the verticals and the way they're constructed, yeah, the stacking areas, they got to transfer a stink load of weight. I mean, they, they stack them 10 or 20 high, I guess. Yeah, well, that's the thing. But people always say, oh, those things are not strong. They have to be strong. Yeah, they have to be crazy strong. Yeah, because pe- you know how there's people who get those and bury them? Mm-hmm. And then and then someone was saying, well, you can't really bury them because they can't take the weight, which is like, doesn't make, that doesn't well, make all right. sense. Well, all right, weight is transferred at certain spots. The weight isn't over the whole thing. So there's beams in it where it would transfer yeah. the weight down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure the people doing this are probably reinforcing them in specific spots. You know, I'm, I'm sure they know what they're doing before they get into it. <laughs> yeah. Steve Dave says, yeah, the floors are just cheap wood laid down. So. Yeah, it's steel. It's it's not that thick. Yeah. And Night Train says, when I think of colonizing Mars, I'm reminded of that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, to- movie Total Recall. Gives the to Mars. Yeah. That's hmm? so bad. What's that? Uh, the first Total Recall, well, the Arnold Total Recall or the remake that was horrific. I like the Arnold one, Sharon Stone, young, mm-hmm. the young yeah. Sharon Stone. Yeah. You know, I thought it was cool. There was the three booby chick. I mean, who, you know, I think that's the first time I ever saw a three booby chick. I, I think there was one in the remake also. I mean, I, I guess let's just do I know I see I see that all the time on uh, Rick and Morty, but never saw it before that. You know, you always remember where you saw your first try booby. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, night train, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I don't know how we got off on that tangent, but I hope you guys enjoyed that tangent. Um, and I hope you smash the thumbs ups for that. Let's talk about, so what's on the folks' minds out there? I'm going to ask you two guys what's on your mind. And I'm also going to ask everyone in the chat, what's on you guys' minds right now? Richard Hughes throwing up, uh, the dog. That's the Trump dog. Uh, Trump is on my mind. Really? Trump? 
and DLM. Why? Biden laptops matter. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, apparently in Florida, we're, we're doing kick-ass work here. Uh, so the Republicans are outvoting the Democrats, okay. and the independents really aren't voting. So I think we're doing really good in Florida. The We, we just got to really marshal the people in the other states. Mm-hmm. Is that why so, Trump uh, pulled spending from here? Probably, probably. He, he did a rally in Tampa today. Okay. Actually, when I was talking to you, I was watching the Trump rally. Okay. Um, I know, man, the thing is, is that you, you go look at a YouTube video or something, man, in Florida, you will get smacked upside the head so many times by a freaking Biden commercial. Sometimes I'm oh, like, you yeah. know what? This, this video what? is not worth looking at. <laughs> and I people say that to me, too. They're like, listen... What's the deal with your videos? I try to look at your video. There's just Biden all over that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. If if a Biden video plays when I'm watching YouTube, I just let it play. I don't skip it. Mm-hmm. I want I want to take all the money I can from those guys. Yeah. yeah. Do you know the corner? There's a, a corner PGA and military trail. We flag wave. Mm-hmm. Last Friday, there were 650 people there flag waving. Mm. Mm. PGA military trail. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, I'm going to be there tomorrow. I'll be live streaming. So I just pimping my channel. Okay. So right. youtube.com slash Okay. All right. All right. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Scott. Did you plan on hopping on the Trump train? Oh, yeah. They got a Trump truck with a Jumbotron on it. Uh, you've watched my live stream, right? I've seen it a couple times. Yeah. yeah. You, don't, you, don't so, to, you don't have to lie to him. <laughs> <laughs> just tell him no I don't watch your nonsense you only watch you only watch Pebbles Boyd only Pebbles yeah That's if I don't see Pebbles on the thumbnail I don't watch yeah what's the point I just put I just put it on you Rich you can show Pebbles again that was too oh, quick oh, poor oh. Pebbles just was I... in there for a little see look at that Pebbles likes the limelight oh yeah yeah, yeah. he's totally a he's not scared. yeah He's a flying ham. Absolutely. All right, that's enough of Pebbles now. <laughs> um, wait, we got the first Oreo. You got to go in the middle, Hank. Oh, you want? Wait, hold on a second. You want the really? Now nah. first Oreo. <laughs> you want the reverse Oreo? Okay, hold on. Let's see. Let me arrange it over here. Do you want to be on the left or the right? Let's let's put Richard Hughes on the left. We'll put Richard <sighs> Hughes on the left. Yeah, that's what you get. You want the reverse Oreo? <laughs> You're getting it. Boom. Gorillas and Guns is on the right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Win. <laughs> Rich is actually mad about that. <laughs> He's allergic <laughs> to being on the left. His This could be a reason that his wife would divorce him. She comes on there. She's like, wait a second. He's on the left? What? You didn't tell her, did you? <laughs> she will not abide by that, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh. oh, look, Rich You're throwing up his YouTube channel, huh? Yeah. It's like right wing strong. She is. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. Serious. Right, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, you're on the left, Rich. I don't know, man. We, we got to doubt you right now. I, I, feel, I feel like life dripping yeah. out of my soul yeah, right I'm now. I'm telling you. You're <laughs> over there. You're over there. I think I have a feeling right now like you believe in the Green Party. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind yeah. of. You I, want I, higher I, taxes. You want that. You want 65% taxes. 
Yeah. yeah. I feel like you would sleep with 50 Cent to get him to vote for Biden. I feel <laughs> like you... <laughs> DCG44 says Oreo now has rainbow Oreos? No way. What, what, what's he saying? I never heard of rainbow Oreos. Let me hold on a second. I'm going to have to Google this for a second. He's not inferring. He says, well, let's see if there's rainbow Oreos. I will be shocked. Oh, and you know what's crazy? It's actually coming up in the search. <laughs> rainbow Oreos. What? Oh, no. Dude. Holy crap. How is this dude, what it tastes like? Stacked like that? I'm in. Oreo created limited edition rainbow cookies to celebrate. Uh-oh. LGBTQ plus oh, history. Month. Dude, is there like a straight Oreo for me to celebrate? Uh, and wow. not not that I'm against shit. It looks cool to me. I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't know if I should be. Well, scared. I'm not sure if you're into the straight Oreo since you wanted to have a reverse Oreo with Hank in the middle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and he accepted being on the right. A bit on the oh, left. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> he accepted being. Okay, so they are rainbow Oreos. Okay. That's not pandering. It, That's not pandering at all. <laughs> and then they're giving away. Here's a here's another um, here's another page saying they're giving away about ten thousand packs of rainbow cookies. Do no, do I, I just have to that. petition? Do I get free cookies then? I don't know. I think we missed this. This was in the beginning of October. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Listen. You know what? <sighs> at this point, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Right? I mean, I hope the flavors were delicious. <laughs> you know? I mean, what else? What are we? Seriously, what are we going to do about it? Right? All right. Kathleen says a straight Oreo is a saltine cracker. <laughs> is you me a cracker? I, I'm not sure. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. That's that's crazy. In all seriousness, I, I've I've offered to uh, like the Pink Pistols group on Facebook to you know take people out shooting. So, mm -hmm. uh, in yeah, in Pink, all seriousness, Pink Pistols are cool. I've communicated with uh, folks on the Pink Pistols and stuff like that before. Yeah. Uh, look, I after what happened in Orlando at the nightclub, uh, people concerned about that. I am happy to take people out and train them. And mm -hmm. and if anybody's listening, I'm not. A certified trainer but if you want like a range uh day i happy to take you out so yeah. just go to rich.com send me a message happy to take you out yeah the only certification <laughs> richard hughes has is in crazy so it isn't crazy yes <laughs> yeah uh, no but i'll you know sit you down do some you know safety with you take you to the range it's all on me mm -hmm. man that's, that's nice of you yeah yeah Palm Beach area, so in case people, you know, yeah. curious. That's mighty white of you, Rich. Mighty white. Of you. <laughs> oh, take that. <laughs> you, hey, you started this. You started this. You know? Yeah. I'm not capable yeah, of letting uh, How you own people and stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. You don't want to talk to certain people about cotton. Yeah, I get it. I, I see. See, that. now we really know he is on the left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those guys that thinks voting for Kanye is not funny. I would say, I would say that. So, 
And by I'm the not way, posting about. Huh? At least I'm not posting about vote writing in Kanye. Yeah, I think people should write in Kanye. What's wrong with that? Do you oppose the people writing in Kanye? I think you're throwing away a vote. Are you anti-Kanye? Is that what you're saying? You're anti-Kanye? But after Donald Trump Jr. has his eight years, if Kanye wants to run, I'll vote for him. Oh, Donald Trump Jr. Hmm. <clears throat> after he's head of the ATF. Right. 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 For the next four years, and then yeah. becomes president for the next eight. You think that somewhere in the future, Donald Trump Jr. is running for the White House? Oh, my gosh. Do, do we have to get more of these women screaming behind the wheel of their car? For that, is there enough I, I women? I that don't would... see that though. I don't see him. I'm not saying I never see him doing it, but I don't. I don't really. I don't How know if he has those kind be? of inclinations, huh? How great would that be? Can you imagine the liberals going nuts? I don't know I if love, it would like, be great. Seriously, I don't yeah, know if it would yeah. be great if, like, then every Trump from now on, we got. Every, been... It's just like it's just like the Bushes. I don't want to see all of them in the White House. We're done. <laughs> We're staying out of the Bushes. We're listening to Jesse Jackson. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like fun. dynasties and all that kind of stuff. And and it's not that I dislike uh, Donald Trump Jr. Um, he's the only. He's the guy. I see him out there at Shot Show and uh, NRA and stuff like that. So I don't dislike him. But I don't like the idea of, you know, oh now everyone's you know everyone in this family has to be president now. So Jason Wall agrees with Rich. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's fine. That's okay. You know, every we don't need every single person, you know, let's flip it up a little bit. Let's switch it up. You know, let's yeah. get some other people in there. You said we should, like, get Chelsea Clinton and then Donald Trump Jr.? Oh, Is that what you're saying? Uh, Chelsea, <laughs> yeah. Wow, you had to go there. Uh, Jason Wall yeah. says Ivanka is a liberal. I believe that. Yeah. I go all Her in and on that. Huh? Yeah. Her and Jared. Yeah. Those two people don't need to be at the White House at all. <laughs> so, yeah. I've, I've heard stuff. I've heard stuff. Like, I've heard the rumor that Trump actually had, like, a, pro, a pro-gun, a um, pro I guess it was an executive order or something like that, that he wanted to sign, and it was pro-gun, but uh, Ivanka talked him out of it. So, and I, and, and I guess uh, Trump Jr. was all for it, but... Yeah, no, you sure. know, this is why we don't really need we don't really need the families. We don't mm-hmm. need the families. Trump did his thing, you know. Um, he he, you know, he did it. He got up there. It's not the rest of them. I don't uh, even know if it's cool for all their asses to be up in the White House. To be honest with you, I don't know if it's helping anything. So yeah, I I don't know. Well, all right. So let's see. So. Eric Trump is campaigning for Trump. Trump Jr. is campaigning for Trump. Melania is campaigning for Trump. Eric Trump is campaigning for... How come Joe's kids aren't out there? Where's Joe's kids? Well, I mean, does he... I don't think he has all of them, first of all. Well, yeah. I, I mean, there's Hunter, right? Hunter's yeah. is all. How come? How come Hunter wasn't at the debate? How come uh, Hunter's? I don't think they not... really want to put Hunter up there. <laughs> I think that's not a good look right now. I don't really? think they need I, crack I, vials I, getting thrown up on the stage. 
Yeah. Do, do, do you know how uncool I am? My neighbor uh, sent me a picture. It's like Biden gear. I didn't know what it was. It was Biden branded crack pipes for Hunter. Like, what is this? Uh-huh. They're like, oh, crack pipe. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know what one was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? Uh, That's a crack. Oh. Okay. Yeah. What are what are crack pipes anyway? What, so like before a crack pipe was a crack pipe. What was it? Was were crack pipes Wait. actually specifically made just for crack, or were crack pipes I, used? Were they like beakers in scientific experiments? What? I mean. Okay, now we got don't, a freaking. You know what, okay. Richard Hughes? I, I don't know. You you you're not doing two days in a row again. Okay, let's see. Uh, where here? I'll share this with everyone. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, hold on. I want to say they originally used soda cans. You want to say? Oh boy, let me see this. Where did? Where? Did crack where did crack pipes come from? Uh, you know So so if, Google doesn't even help you find that. Uh, I'm going to Bing. So it Mini says what company pipes. makes crack pipes? Okay, I don't know. It's it's not like not a question. Does anyone know out there? Yeah. So a crack pipe looks like some. It's glass, I guess. Yeah, it's glass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's glass. But where is it? Is it used in experiments or what is the deal? Uh, I'm thinking it's used for crack. A love rose. Yeah, love roses. Rose consists of a glass tube roses. with a paper plastic rose inside of it. And so this is on Wikipedia, and I saw this before, but I just thought maybe this couldn't be it. it says a love rose consists of a glass tube with a paper or plastic rose inside of it and a bit of cork or foil on the ends to keep the rose from falling out. While ostensibly intended as romantic gifts, their primary known use is as a pipe to smoke drugs such as crack cocaine or methamphetamine. They are commonly sold at convenience stores in the United States, particularly in inner-city locations. Wow. That's horrible. So it's like I'm buying rolling papers for my tobacco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Let's see what uh, what you're throwing up there. Yeah, that's, that's the love rose right there. So that's where it originated. Oh, so they just repurposed it. Yep, yep. Wow. Okay, that's. I don't know if that's a piece of trivia that's gonna freaking help anyone. <laughs> hey, that's uh, gonna be on the 2020 edition of uh, Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, you <laughs> never know. You never, you never know. We learned something. I hope you guys. I hope you guys appreciate that. I hope the people watching this, there might be some some gun world dignitaries, like the CEO of some big gun corporation is watching this right now. And like seriously, these dudes are talking about oh. crack pipes. I knew that a long time ago. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, these guys already knew that. Uh, Jason Wall says, "Sadly, I know it's a rose holder. Uh, Mini rose at gas stations, the cheapo ones you get at convenience stores." Wow. 
and born to be a shooter says up by the checkout. Oh, and yeah, I do see that, but I never ever thought about that. Yeah, I think they used to sell them at like uh, pharmacies and stuff too, like CVS and things. Mm. Okay. Wait, John Voorhees has a good one. He says ten bucks says Joe Biden votes for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> It's all possible. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Okay, so that was some crazy stuff. Uh, let's see. Should we go in? What gun stuff is going on? Oh, that's... What gun stuff like, is going on in the gun? world that you guys are paying attention to right now? This video of this guy with John Crump this afternoon? Yep. Did a video? Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah About Crump. the ATF. Yeah. Reclassifying. Yeah. Yeah, ATF shenanigans again. Uh, we could go to that story, actually. Uh, let's see, where is that? That's on Ammo Land. And yep. I'll throw it up here for the folks out there. We could talk about that. Um, ATF admits they would be sued for revoking ability to use CHPs for gun sales. And this is from Montgomery, Alabama. Gun owners of America recently filed a lawsuit against the ATF after the agency blocked Alabama firearms dealers from allowing buyers to use their concealed handgun permit in place of going through the National Instant Criminal Background Check System, NICS. Uh, federal law says that state concealed handgun permits, CHP, that meet or exceed the required uh, the requirement of Section 922 of Title 18 can be used by dealers instead of uh, requiring background checks. Alabama's concealed firearms permit statutes meets the federal requirements because sheriffs are supposed to run applicants through NICS before uh, issuing a permit. The ATF discovered that some sheriffs in Alabama were not using NICS. Some of these sheriffs were running applicants through the National Crime Information Center, NCIC, um, and other federal databases, but not NICS. Yet, NCIC is the same database that NICS pulls its information from before returning with a denial or approval. The ATF decided to revoke dealers' ability to use CHPs because of a few sheriff's actions. So, um, did you guys get a chance to look look at all that? First off, I, I when I heard, in fact, I didn't hear about this just now, like mm -hmm. earlier today, mm -hmm. but I heard other states actually allowed you with your permit to, mm -hmm. you know, do a transaction. I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how it should be. Yeah. Is it still Florida, we've got to do the stupid, you know, background check. Yeah, I think it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of states that actually have this practice. So what this whole story is about, if you look at the video, uh, Crump and I are talking about this. Um, there's a lot of states that do this. The ATF, not very happy about that. You know, they feel like um, they need to, you know, somehow expand what their mandate is. And, and try to deal with things that they're not happy about. So when they decided to go after Alabama and other places, they were told, that's what the article is about, that, hey, we'll get sued if we do this. And they're like, yeah, we don't care if we get sued. Right? Essentially, um, I think they try to claim that, you know, they're doing this in the name of safety. But essentially, mm -hmm. they're, they're, why would they care? They, they're just going to hire lawyers, right? They're going to use... Uh, the money that we pay in taxes to take away our Second Amendment rights from us, why would they care? Probably their buddies are going to be the lawyers fighting in, fighting that in court anyway, right? Yeah, I, everybody makes money, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And maybe after they come out of the ATF, they go to get go to work for some of these law firms. 
So, mm-hmm. um, Clint Sanders says that Georgia does it. Still have to fill out the forty-four seventy-three though. Mm-hmm. Still, sure I mean, if you if you have that, if you have that, you've obviously gone through this thing, right? Forty-four seventy-three. It, it'll. I'll tell you why. I I have a U pin because there's lots of bad guys out there with my name, and it always drags on for a long time. And worse yet, when there's a rush on checks, it mm-hmm. takes hours to get my background checked on. Well, how long is it taking now? Because I think um, Lola was doing one of these. Lola, how long did it take the last time you did a background check? Lola just said about four hours. <laughs> four hours. For me, it'd be eight hours yeah. then. Yeah. No, this is normal because she actually called up to say what's going on. And they're like, no, four hours. That's the normal right now just because of the volume of uh, gun sales that are going on right now. Man, I must be the lucky one, because, like, as soon as they finish filling out the stuff in the computer, I'm approved. Really? Even now. That's because yeah. oh, the cool. gorilla took the guns. Yeah, don't complain, man. Cross your fingers, <laughs> knock on wood. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I consider myself blessed, I guess, on that one. You yeah, know? that's yeah. good. Uh, yeah. I, I'm totally hosed. I, Hank, I was in your neighborhood, and I was, they, they were like, hey, I, I was picking up a gun at a store there. Uh-huh. I wasn't and... home, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. You're picking up a gun where? Where in my neighborhood? In your neighborhood. Where? No. At a gun shop. What's the name of the gun shop? Big Daddy Guns. Oh, really? Okay. All right. All right. A week. Mm-hmm. Or... <laughs> but it's, it was like Saturday, mm-hmm. and... Uh, you know, there, it was near closing. They're like, yeah, it's not gone through yet. So I came back next week. You know, it's oh, like wow. going to be in town. Yeah. So but I've had that even locally a couple of weeks ago. What did I get? Oh, yeah, I got a nine mil lower from uh, Palmetto State Armory. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it took them um, over an hour. I'm like, dude, my lunchtime's running out. I got to get back to work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so it, it took, you know, like an few minutes after i left it cleared but mm-hmm. yeah but it's a real pain in the butt being me yeah uh you know i think this is it's always been a little bit random for people right there's always people who always get caught in that and they've got to have the pin like like you said rich and then there's folks like yourself scott that just you know get right through but i think now with just everything going on um, and then probably this was on the weekend, so probably especially on the weekends, it's just nuts, you know. Yeah, um, yeah I bet. Mm-hmm. Gary uh, Filippo says five minutes for me. Wow. Clint Sanders <laughs> says I'm in and out in ten minutes normally. Oh, in Alabama, so he's not even getting a check. They're just like, I got my permit. Oh right, yeah. So this is why this is a good thing in Alabama, probably. Yeah. Can you uh, verify that, Gary? You just. So you could just show your uh, CCW or CHP, uh, or what was it? No, it wasn't CHP. What was it we said in that article? Uh, yeah, CHP, yeah. Yeah, that's what we have. Gun permits, yeah. 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 Yeah, so that's what's going on there. I know lots of things coming out about um, the ATF, right? Obviously, there was this uh, stuff that came out from that Wiley law firm, Although I think, you know, my, my feeling on that is that's something that could potentially happen, but not something that's technically um, 
out there right now, right? The ATF has not made that decision or that announcement. I think that was that lawyer telling its clients or that law firm telling its clients, hey, this is something that could potentially come down the line here that we have to deal with. Of course, lawyers always want to make sure you keep them on retainer. Um, and probably not a bad idea right right now, these days. You know, yep. clearly the ATF is up to shenanigans. They're, um, you know, they're trying to see what they could get away with and what they could do right now. So, um, you know. Uh, Brick says, North Carolina, we walk in with the CCP and fill out the 4473, pay and gone. Nice. Way to go. Yeah. Why aren't we doing that in Florida? Yeah, we don't do that here either. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I keep asking every time I go in, you know, hey, yeah. does this make any difference? <laughs> yeah. No, well, Chris Bullis says, no, they are not doing that in Alabama now. That's what the, what the lawsuit is about. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. I don't care about filling out the 4473. Mm -hmm. You know, that. Yeah. that's no deal. That's just like a minimal intelligence test. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not all that challenging for me. Yeah, but so, they've changed that, the 4473. It, was it what's what gender you identify as now? Is that well, it? not just that, but your your information like the serial number of the firearm you're purchasing and all that's on the front page now too. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. right. Yeah, I yeah. filled out one of the forms. Yeah. So so if the ATF agents want to be sneaky, they can go into the gun stores or whatever, flip through, and all they have to do is take a picture of that front page, and yeah. they got all your. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's definitely shenanigans going on, you know, and I think ultimately that's why for us, we're, we're caught up in politics right now. Um, mm -hmm. and I was talking to some, uh, industry behind the scenes folks in the industry and right now they're not d thinking about anything other than next Tuesday, right? Everything's up in the air until they know what happens on Tuesday. Huh? I'm just saying, yeah, next Tuesday's it. Yeah. Are you guys worried about next Tuesday? Tell us <laughs> out there in the chat. Are you worried, not worried? Uh, you know, are you voting, not voting? Have you voted no. already? I got to vote. I haven't voted yet. I'll probably do yeah. that tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be there Tuesday. I'm waiting till Tuesday. I'm going to do it the traditional way. You're still, you're, you still don't know whether or not you're voting for Kanye, right? You might, you, you may say, you know what? Uh -oh. I think I'll write it. I'm voting for the green Power Ranger. <laughs> Is it the green one? The green one was the one that was, um, that's the pro-gun one. Is it? Yeah, I think so, right? I think that's the, yeah, that's the guy that's yeah. always talking to John. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was the green Power Ranger. Yeah. I can see you right now writing in the green Power Ranger, taking a little, little, little shot, you know, without anyone <laughs> hearing your phone. <laughs> Go off. <laughs> then next thing you know, that's getting posted up on uh, on IG. <laughs> you know. No, I like to I like to go in there and I like to go in and vote in person. Mm -hmm. Same here. Yeah. You know, I do. I'll do the mail in thing if I know I'm not going to be in town. You know. So Roy has an injury. He's got a patch over his eye. Who? So. Uh, on Instagram. Oh, oh, Roy, uh, Roy Hill. 
Here's here's how they did us in Virginia. They snuck around and they taped these up to people's doors. Mm-hmm. Didn't knock on the door or nothing, but you know you see what I did with it. And what is that? <laughs> it says vote by mail. Apply now. So it's the application to be able to vote by mail. Mm-hmm. So they were pushing this pretty hard in Virginia. Mm. Like they were yeah. just going around and taping them to people's doors. Oh yeah, they're they're not messing around. These guys are uh, there's some serious business going on out there with that, um, and I think in a lot of ways they're just aggravating people, but they don't realize it, mm-hmm. or maybe they do, you know. Um, let me go quick to the Instagrams here for a second. Look, Dirtfoot Racing has a Trump 2020 pumpkin up there, on Dirtfoot Racing. That's interesting. That's interesting. Let me. So we know alive. Let me go into. Uh, say that again. So we know Walter's alive then. Yeah, huh? let's look up Roy Possum Fatback right here. Let's see what happens. Oh, this is his pot. He's got his pirate costume on. I think. I think that's. What's, that, I think that's what's going on there. It's like he trimmed his beard too. Yeah, yeah, he cleaned up a little bit for the holidays. For the holidays, I'd say. Um, and gorillas and guns, you're on Instagram, right? Uh, actually, I am not. You're not. Oh. You're not no. an- Oh, so no, I'll, I keep getting yelled at by flying rich official right there. This flying rich wearing his lot Lau shirt. Uh, now, what was that? What's that? Why are you not on Instagram? I just don't have time, man. You know, I mean, I, I I'm not technologically available anyway, but uh, I can barely keep up with the social media I'm doing now. So, I mean, to add more on top of that. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to recruit my son to do it. I'll just let him do all that stuff for me, you know. Mm-hmm. He's got time. <laughs> okay. Understood. I understand that. You probably don't I guess that so- Somebody said something about Instagram and Facebook link up and whatever you post on one yeah, shows up on the other. Yeah. You uh, could post well. on Instagram and it will automatically go to Twitter and Facebook and some other places. I may have to look into that then. Yeah, I think Tumblr. It goes to Tumblr also. Um, if you're looking for all the, uh, well, no, let me not say this. I'll get in trouble. But if you're looking for all the booties, the booties are on Tumblr now. A lot of the booties have been kicked off of Instagram for some reason. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff's over on Tumblr. Tumblr's the, Tumblr's the honey trap. Huh? Got rid of them like a couple years ago. Got rid of Tumblr? No, no, no. I I thought Tumblr, oh, Tumblr went G-rated a couple years ago. Is that it? Uh, I don't know, but they're not anymore. They're getting worse over there. Yeah. I'm on a so lot of different uh, social media. What about Parlor? Are you on Parlor? Yeah, I'm on Parlor. No. Mm-hmm. Flying Rich on Parlor. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and what is it? Rumble. Flying Rich on Rumble, which is a, Rumble, a video. I'm not on. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a video thing? Mm-hmm. I'm on library.tv without the eye. I don't, have you guys ever heard of that? No. So this is this is a video platform that's actually on blockchain. Here, let me pull it up and I'll show you all. Here, I'll put it up on the screen. So if you want to find it, it's you can spell out library and then put in .tv. But uh, you don't you don't really need the you take the i out. So that'll take you to it right there. Uh, it says so right there. L B R Y content freedom. Boom. If you want to find it, that's relatively easy, right? And there is a Hank Strange one. Let me see if I can find the Hank Strange one here. So here's the search. So if you go click on the search, you can search Hank Strange. 
I think we've got all the channel stuff over there, if I'm not mistaken. Wait, hold on. Okay, hold on. How did this go? This went to so okay, this went to DuckDuckGo or something like that. Hold on, I'm gonna find it. Library TV, Hank Strange, because I know I've got a uh supposed to be up on there. Let's see. Okay, so, this is. While not you're doing that, are you really gonna te get a Tesla and pay ten grand for self-driving? No, hell no. <laughs> I'm not paying the ten grand. Um, well, but I do actually. I have a Tesla. Yeah. Twelve hundred bucks. My my wife's car self-drives. Yeah. Um. Okay. The, my, I'm still trying to find the library TV thing. Hold on. Give me, give me a second here. See, this is the one thing. It's difficult to figure out the. I've never I've never shared it with anyone, but I know I'm on this thing. Wow. And definitely you can't Google it, so Google is not helping people to find that at all. Huh. Okay, let's just go to Library TV then. Do I have to go to Bing.com? Um, I'm I mean I, I I'm at the Library TV thing. Oh. Uh, open Library. Let's see. Go in there. Open Library. Okay, hold on. Maybe this is the place where we find it. Okay, so let's go back here. So if you go there, I'm going to go backwards for a second. So if you search librarytv.com and it goes to this weird page, just click on Open Library, and that takes you to all the people who are in here, like Tim Pool is in here, Tim Cast or whatever, then you should be able to look up Hank Strange if the search engine works. And boom! Look at that. All the videos are up there, so there's a whole Hank Strange uh, page, and it's got all the videos. Look, that video that just went up, it automatically puts stuff up there, like uh, GunStreamer used to do uh, until it somehow got broken. But So if you guys are looking for my content, this is just another place that it's on. And um, so if I, if I could describe this to you guys, this is on blockchain. So uh, Richard Hughes understands this better than I do, but basically blockchain is the same um, backbone, right, that they use for Bitcoin and things like that. And, um, and what it is is kind of, kind of like cloud serving. Am I right or wrong about that, Rich? Correct. Yeah, so... Decentralized. You know, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's decentralized. One of the things about... Full 30 or Gunstream or anywhere else like that, you can have a platform, but it has to have somewhere that all those videos go on that works as the server. Well, if that's the biggest ones are Amazon, I think, and uh, Google, etc. And if they all of a sudden don't like the content that you have on your thing, they could pull their services to you and then you're dead in the water anyway. Blockchain is um, lots of people out there in the world are serving as little pieces of that <laughs> cloud server, so no one can really pull it from you. Uh, that's my explanation. How would you explain it, Rich? No, that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, it's, it's just decentralized. Uh, mm -hmm. Nobody owns the whole, and you could take out a number. There's redundancy, mm -hmm. so a number of you know, the elements could be taken out, and since there's redundancy, it still exists. Yeah, exactly. So Gunfather Precision says, how do you go about setting that up, getting all my videos on Library TV? You can actually go there, and there's stuff on there that you can uh, request it with them. It's not, it's not difficult. Someone told me about it. Um, there's actually a guy that I have to have come on here 
who knows a lot about this stuff. He's got something called Tusk. I don't know if like a week ago you guys saw me wearing a T-shirt that elephant and it said Tusk. That's a kind of Bitcoin that he developed to be used in the firearms industry so that we could, uh, you know, be able to do commerce and things like that. And, you know, he's well-versed in all this stuff. And he told me, you know, I was telling him, I wish I had a place that I could really rely on and put my stuff on. So that's what Library uh, TV is. And if you go there, you can, let me see. It's probably right there. So um, if you want to be able to join, let's see. Um, uh, and I should, I should really be better. So you see there's a sign-up on there. Um, if you're looking at my thing right now, there's a sign-up. So you could probably just click on that, go through there, put in your email, create a thing, and then start communicating with those guys and sign your thing up. Now, the, um, the good thing about it, the way they have this structured, is that they have a, a form of Bitcoin, and I'm not sure what it is, Rich. I don't know if you looked at this. But they have a way of where you can, you can get... Um, some of some of their currency from having your videos on there and people looking at it, but you can also get some of that by looking at people's videos. Oh, so cool. they're setting up, you know, they're setting up a system there um, to really make this more dynamic and to reward people and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, so I have limited bandwidth here. Otherwise, I would be doing stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll spend more time digging into it. Uh, I'm going to get that guy on here, and we'll talk about a lot of this stuff. You know, hope, I don't know if you got, if the folks out there are really interested in it, um, but I think we, all, we need to start thinking about a lot of things like this and at least experimenting with it, right? Even if we don't jump all the way into the pool of it, just like dipping our toes in there and trying to, you know, figure out what that is, so... Um, There's also a, another new one that I heard of out there called Odyssey. Have you heard of that one? Odyssey? No. You heard of that, Rich? No. Yeah. I it's, think, Rich, go ahead. Mm -hmm. It's set up very similar to YouTube, okay. but they're not censoring anybody or, I mean, you can put whatever kind of content you want on there, mm -hmm. but their, their terms of service are kind of screwy. Mm -hmm. um, so base, basically they take away all liability from themselves and pin it on you. Ooh. And then, then they also have the right to strip your videos if they feel like it's going to endanger them, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of weird, you know, mm. they, the, I, I couldn't agree with their terms of service, so I didn't bother going any further with it. So, Yeah. I'm going to spend more time. Like, I just literally, someone told me about this library TV thing, and they're like, listen, you need to get on there, and I just did it. But I'll spend more time. That way I could talk uh, better about it. Gunfather Precision said, I had that set up with GunStreamer, but I noticed they stopped importing videos. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on with GunStreamer. I think that that... I forgot the name of the guy we had on that bought Gunstreamer. I, I think that Gunstreamer is really backburnered for him right now. Mm. You know, he probably yeah. just has more important things going on. That's uh, Gun Critic was the ones who bought Gunstreamer, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So since he came on here, I don't know what they've really done with it. And, um, you know, the guys that we knew at Gunstreamer have probably uh, probably have nothing to do with it right now. So... I don't know. To me, it's probably kind of dead in the water. There is Full 30, and I know I've gotten communications from Full 30, just like I'm sure the folks who are on there have. And, and I think they're out in a second version 
or something of the platform, they're trying to develop that and do better. Um, a lot of this stuff is difficult without really the industry uh, coming on board and doing something or even us really having serious conversations about it. To be honest with you, I try to talk to um, I try to try to talk to Jared or have him come on the show here. And Jared Markle is the one running Full Thirty. Uh, I don't think he was really interested in that. So, um. <laughs> did you tell him the owner of Brownells came on your show? No, I didn't tell him that. You know. uh, this this look that that's just how all this is, man. People, you know, there's a lot of people in the game. Either they just don't have the time, or they don't care about that kind of stuff. And ultimately, I think it would be good to come on and talk to creators like myself and you guys. That's There's a lot of folks like that in the chat, as well as there are people who, on the other side of that who consume the, the content that we create. And it would be a good idea to come on and talk to them and explain to them what's going on with Full 30. What kind of stuff are you adding to it? Why should they go over there? You know, so, um, yeah, that didn't work out. Uh, I, but I'm not... Uh, I'm not giving up on it. If anyone wants to come on here and talk about those kinds of things, I'm always open to it. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe I'll even see if I could. Uh, I don't know if it's possible. I'll try to communicate with the library people and see. But they seem to be a more open thing, which I hear a lot of guys saying, right? Whenever we have this conversation, everyone says, you know, this thing needs to be more than just a gun thing. So. Oh. Um, I, I'm just scrolling through Instagram. Iraq veteran yeah. is banned from commenting uh, and sharing articles on Facebook. Mm. Yeah, not surprised that that's kind of nonsense is going on. You know, he he seems like a real shifty guy to me. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it could be that Eric uh, put up there. I mean, I know he puts up stuff, but I don't see him putting up anything that I, I, I would say I, is terrible. But yeah. I think he's just got too much influence, man. That's what's happening right now. I, I think that's it. I mean, when you talk about nice people, and I said this last time I was on, Hank, thank you for being my friend and for having me meet all of these nice people. Like oh, Scott, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, there's so many great people I met. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Eric and his wife, just nicest people you'd ever want to meet. Cool. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and I also appreciate you saying that, Rich. You know, lot, lot, there's lots of people out there who don't thank me for that kind of stuff. They just take advantage. You know, they, they let me help them uh, get into get into the door and then they forget that they even know me. So I appreciate well, you saying that. Being a, being, being a rich YouTuber is, you know, a big <laughs> deal. Whatever I can, you know, steal from you. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. the YouTube yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what? I think as who said it here, uh, DCG44 says, need more thumbs up, people. Smash the thumbs ups out there. You know, let's get those going. Uh, you He's know. got a good match here. He says, the sad truth of the gun industry is kind of like the Republican Party not getting much done for us. And, mm. you know, whether it's the gun industry or YouTube, and think about it. Eric, uh, with YouTube, he, he was... Wasn't he the first guy ever monetized on YouTube? I don't think he was the first, but he was definitely inside of the first 10 people that YouTube yeah. ever did anything I with. Might have been the first. Might have been the first. Really? Yeah. 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 So. Uh, 
they're it, it's amazing to me that somebody like that um you know you want you want to keep the platform accessible to these people mm-hmm. to people in the industry or that genre yeah there's just a lot of activism nowadays with corporations you know well, i mean i'll tell you what i appreciate is red bull because they their pr team started going all sjw red bull fired them all they're like good the door. get the heck out Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, they're, they're there to sell energy drinks, not be political. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. good for them. And I'm guessing you know Red Bull's heavy into the uh, air show type stuff with the air races, and they got that Red Bull helicopter performing at air shows. And that's that's an industry. Aviation has mm-hmm. the same political leaning as the firearms industry. Mm-hmm. But, I think a lot of stuff I see Red Bull promoting would go that route, right? A lot of these extreme sports, you know, this is something that you have to be willing to take a chance. You have to be able to run your own business. You have to be a self-starter. You can't be a little, you know, a little pussy, to be honest with you, right? You, you've got to actually, you know, get out there and do stuff to do these things. So I would say that a lot of their audience is probably somewhere in our vein, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know what's wrong with us, by the way. I don't, like, what's wrong with the gun guys? What's hey. the thing, you know? We, there's so many flavors of gun guys and all that. I don't know. There's liberal gun guys, conservative, you know. There's all kinds of races, religions, creeds, all that kind of stuff when it comes to gun folks mm-hmm. or people. Just human beings out there who believe in, in the right to defend themselves. Right. Absolutely. And there's more yeah. of us. Yeah. So... Um, and I think for a lot of these corporations, when they X out uh, folks like us, like the category that we're in, in the long run, they're doing themselves a disservice, right? You know? <laughs> okay, these guys are stroking their pets now. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Rodney Brady says, I know a lot of brothers who don't rock with IV 8888. Okay. Um, I mean, I I get that. I don't. I think if you if you know him, you probably won't feel that way. Yeah, I think he gets a bad rap because he makes money doing what he does, and there's a lot of people for some reason in our community that don't believe you should be making money off of YouTube or you know videos or promoting certain products or whatever. But I mean, you know, he he's running a business and that's how he makes his living. You know, I respect him for that. And he puts out his honest opinion. So, I mean, you really can't knock him for it. Uh, I'll, I'll put it out there. Uh, let's see. My, my birthday was Sunday. I went to the Cheesecake Factory with my wife, my daughter, and myself. The, the money I make monthly on YouTube wouldn't have paid for the dinner. And we're talking no alcohol and nothing exotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, most of the time, if first off, all the guns I review, I've paid for. Nobody's mm-hmm. given me a T&E. Any of the products that I review on YouTube, I've bought myself. Mm-hmm. So nobody's handed me stuff. And, so and I think, YouTube, well, even, even that has its own prejudice behind it. I don't know if there's yeah. necessarily, like, I'm not going to look. Eric, obviously, IV8888 is successful. They've been doing it for a long time. They do a lot of work. They put a lot of videos out there. Um, they have a lot of knowledge and understanding. They fight for the Second Amendment just as much. There's, there's folks who are bigger than them and don't give a crap about politics or the Second Amendment. 
Um, right. So if they, you know, if they're successful enough to take care of themselves and their families and employ people, I don't really see what's wrong with that. You know, um, I don't th- I don't see that as a problem. And then on, on top on top of that, I think probably some of what they get is because people look at Eric. Right. And go, you know, people of people, maybe people like me. Right. Would look at Eric and go, who is this guy? Is he just a redneck? Maybe he doesn't like me. I don't like his face. Right. This is what we do as human beings. And you don't know. Um, and it's natural for us to distrust each other or to look at mm-hmm. someone different from yourself and go, oh, I don't really know where this where this person's coming from. Um, and I would say even when I first started doing this, that maybe he, he might have looked at me that way, like, who's this guy? Where is he coming from? But I think if you go over time, you'll see that, um, you know, if you get to know someone, you'll find out that, uh, you know, that they're really not that way. That's what, that's what I would say. There's is this huge difference of you looking at someone on a YouTube video that's mm-hmm. flat. It's not three-dimensional. You're not actually there with that person and you don't know how they're coming across, right? Or so what they mean by their expressions and things like that. And, and like I just said, you just don't like their face. I think the reality of dealing with people is different. Um, Eric's always invited me to things, always helped me out. When I met him, I think I had like 300 subscribers and I was just talking to him. Back at SHOT Show, back in the days at SHOT Show, there used to be these YouTube uh, get-togethers and stuff like that. And I went there and he was just talking to me and he, he was like, well, he asked me something about, you know, my channel or whatever. And I said, yeah, I've got like 300 subscribers. And he was like, he's just doing this. Because, you know, Eric, if you look at Eric's videos, he does this all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? So he was just doing that. And he, he kept talking. But I saw him doing something on his phone or whatever. And we were all talking. And about, like, I don't know, 10 minutes later, he was like, dude, by the way, you don't have 300 subscribers anymore. Because what he'd done had gone, he, he went on Facebook and he told people, hey, I just met this guy. You guys should go check out his channel. And oh, wow. people just started going to my channel and subscribing. I, I, you know, I went from maybe 300 to 1,000. <laughs> and that might not seem like a lot, depending on where you're coming from. That's actually a pretty, a pretty big deal. But you're talking, what, seven years ago, right? Yeah. Seven years ago, that was a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. Um, you know, and I think just past a thousand, that was a big deal for me. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that's one thing. Rodney Brady says that the eight, 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 eight alone does not sit well with many people. I don't know. I guess there might be some kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, someone who's into numerology. Maybe they have a problem with that. I don't know. And I know I've seen people ask Eric about that, and I've seen him address that situation of the number. I graduated high school in 88, so I'm fine with the number 88. Well, you know, he was a Trip fan. Huh? Car, he was a Dower Waltrip fan, oh, okay. and Trip was 88, and that was taken. So NASCAR. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. But some people just don't like NASCAR. I'm just trying to say to you, sometimes you, okay. have, to, you have to get to know people. I remember one time I did something with the Brownells guys, and Eric was there. And I don't, you know, there's certain things I don't eat. Um, and uh, so they, whatever they were preparing, there was nothing in there that I could actually eat. And the Brownells guys were like, oh, we'll go to the next town. They sent someone to the next town to get me something, which I was embarrassed by that, right? And um, it was Eric and Chad. And um, Eric was like, where I come from, we don't, you know, we don't eat until everyone's eating. 
and he sat there and waited for them to bring. I was like, dude, you're embarrassing I, me right now. Yeah, just eat your stuff. Chad said, uh, where I come from, you eat your food when it's in front of you. <laughs> Which I was completely cool with. So I, I really yeah. think, you know, the other day um, we had Kevin Dixie on. Kevin Dixie moved from, uh, where was Kevin Dixie before? He was up in, uh, huh? St. Louis. Yeah, he was in St. Louis. He moved to um, Atlanta. Yep. And Eric went over there with with a bunch of dudes and helped him move in. I I just think that, you know, I'm not saying, look, there's some terrible people. There's some really good people. There's some people in the middle. Um, Sometimes in life, you've got to take every person on your experience and don't really count. There's some people who look really awesome and fun and cool when you're looking at their videos. But in real life, they're just really messed up. You know, <laughs> you see, he was pointing at himself. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, Richard's so actually—he's cool in real life. He's cool in real we, life. We know the behind the scenes. You know, yeah. looking through the window from the outside in yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, Rodney Brady says eighty-eight is also a Nazi number. I mean, I, my high school that I went to in Far Rockaway, that I graduated in eighty-eight, was a Jewish high school. I mean, I think it's just a number. So, you know, like a number, a name, letters, it has one meaning to one person, another meaning to another one, right? Uh, ATM could be automated teller machine or ass to mouth. <laughs> right? I mean, let's not, let's, come no, on. <laughs> Just think about it. You know, say, yeah, Aww. so it was... Um, you know, so I don't know. I, I, would, I could just tell you guys on my personal experience if you guys really want to talk about that. Look, it's the other day I saw Kevin Dixie talking about Jaeger, right? And obviously, like, me and Jaeger have our own issues. But people call him racist from time to time. And I could tell you guys, I don't know what happened to Rich just now. He just, he jumped out. Let's see, there he goes. Yeah, so right. we've, had our, we've had our own issues, but people, there's, every now and then people call him a racist or something like that. And I could tell you guys, he might be a lot of things, that I would agree with, but I wouldn't agree with that. I never saw anything like that from him. As a matter of fact, you know, there's been instances where I was hanging out uh, with gun guys and like someone in that group was, was a close friend of mine. And when I walked away, there were some people that said shit that might, you know, you can construe as being, that was racist. And Jaeger was also there and shut those guys down. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I don't, you know, there's, this is just how the world is that you don't really know uh, who you're dealing with. Some things are true about some people, some things are not true. And what we should all do is take our time and look into it and see if that person is really like that. And sometimes people get like offended because um, I've noticed amongst black people, they get offended if a white person talks about black people. And I think that's bullshit. Because white people don't get offended when we as black people talk about white people. Or they shouldn't. And, and believe you might not know this, but uh, black people talk about white people all the time. <laughs> Guess what? Human beings talk about human beings all the time. So I think we yeah. just need to like, learn how to deal with that and really figure out where is someone coming from. And, you know, are our perceptions or things maybe the other people are trying to put out there are real. That's why I'm having that this whole conversation with you guys. Just because, and it's not planned, it just came up. But I think there's lots of situations going on that, 
you know, you're, you're not looking at it closely enough to know the person unless you're actually interacting with the person. Yeah, I think it's sometimes easy to misunderstand someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've had people say, you know, somebody is a certain way and I'm like, no, I know different. You know, I absolutely know different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, no. mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. People just judge books by their covers. You know, you, you see somebody at an appearance. It's just like if you're scrolling social media and you see somebody posted up an article and all you do is read the title of the article mm-hmm. and you make your perception based off of that. You know, I mean, yeah. look into it. You know, I mean, if you don't read the article, how do you know what that title really means? You know? Yeah. Um, Rodney Brady says that he, you know, he just he's just stating and I'm not trying to attack Rodney either. Rodney's always here, always in the chat, and I appreciate his input. So I'm not uh, I'm not attacking him. I don't want anyone to get into that either. I think he's telling us something right. That's valuable that Mm -hmm. maybe we need to take that in a little bit. And then what I'm trying to do is being in the position that I'm in and actually interacting with some of these guys. If, if I felt those guys were really that way, I would not take the time to defend them. I really wouldn't. I don't have to. Let's be honest about that, right? I could just skip over it, agree with you guys or whatever. Um, so, And I'm not doubting that people feel that way. But look, there's a whole bunch of people that feel, like black people, for example, that feel that I'm a sellout to black people. They don't know, they don't know anything about me. They have no clue of who I am, you know? I was born in a third world country, Mm. right? You know, I'm descendant of slaves. You know, on my dad's side, African slaves. On my mom's side, Indians that were tricked into indentured servitude. You know, um, in my life, I've lived in Africa. My wife is African. My kids' names that I gave them mean black. (laughs) You know, there's nothing to me. I, I, I feel like, you know... As a black person, I'm proud to be what I am, you know, and I believe in that. I believe people should be proud of who they are, right, and what their ancestry is. Um, so th- these, these are the things, like people get into stuff and they don't really understand. Sometimes you see these folks talking about things and trying to get into stuff, and it's just an easy way for them to do something. And we as human beings, we're so dimensional and we're so deep. And we do it too, right? We're, we're looking at someone we don't like and it's easy to just go, yeah, this person's probably like this or probably like that. Like prejudice is natural uh, to us as human beings. Mm-hmm. And influence from other people does come into play a lot with that too because mm-hmm. you might not know who somebody is, but you hear some one of your friends or you know somebody in, in a group that you've been with talking about a specific person, and then the next time you hear something come up, oh, well, that guy is this or mm-hmm. that person's that, you know, and you don't know that because you've never had any experience with them, but you're just basing it off of what somebody else's opinion was, yeah. you know. That yeah. you think you trust, you know? Yeah, this, this is the reason why I do this show, by the way. I, I do this because um, I think this is a good opportunity to talk about stuff that maybe... And, and there's not a ton of people looking at this, but we'll put this up there, and whenever people have time, they could come in here, and they could find this. If I don't exist on the face of the planet anymore, then I said what I had to say. But I did this because... You know, I feel like I'm in a position to do some things. I could talk about things. I could help people out. I could link people up to things. And it's a good it's a good time, good opportunity for us to have the conversations. Rodney mm-hmm. says, I like IV 8888. I'm just stating uh, some feel their social media posts are skewed. 
Um, and I think, I, I think that there's lots of people that you could feel that way if you look at one post or if you take a thousand posts that they have up and you look at a hundred of them. You might feel, oh, this person doesn't really like black people. No, if you really look at that whole thing, you may be like, no, these people don't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, they're just going to post this stuff and they're going to talk about things and they're going to mm -hmm. do it their way all the time. And if they're talking about a white person, people might not be offended. If they're a white guy and they're talking about a white person, people might not be offended. But if they're talking about a black person, people might get offended. Right. I find that same right. thing happens to me. If I'm making fun of white dudes out there, nobody gets offended including the white people. Right. It, it, right. it happens. I do it all the time. If I'm talking about a white person, nobody gets offended. If I talk about a black person, all of a sudden people are offended. They're like, oh, you just want to talk bad about... No, I'm going to talk bad about everyone that comes within my eyeballs vision. Right? And I think that there's, there's, other, um, there's other folks like that out there. And if you go through the history, the reason why I'm telling you guys about doing this podcast... If you actually go back in the podcast and look at the ones, uh, I know we've pulled some of them because YouTube shenanigans or whatever, but you'll see that um, there's lots of situations. Like, so with IV88 themselves, people have attacked them and they've come on my podcast with those people. They have no reason to do that. They're the big dogs. Everybody's punching up at them. They don't need to punch down at anyone or, or do anything like that. But I know Eric's done that multiple times, and it's all documented on here. You know, it's not just one time. So I think that we've got to, you know, we're just, we, we all can't see the whole picture. You know, and most folks out there looking at something, they don't go, oh, I don't like what this guy said, but let me go back here and see what he did. Let me find out. You, if you don't have the time to do that, then someone has to try to relay it to you and say to you, hey, if you really knew this guy, he doesn't feel that way. He's going to state his opinion on something and yes sometimes that's going to feel uncomfortable this is what happens right if you if you look at um what's this comedian that uh that we all like the black comedian um dave chappelle dave chappelle if you looked at his special and you didn't feel uncomfortable you're not breathing right right <laughs> there's stuff in there that made me feel uncomfortable right oh the, the whole juicy small eye that was killer <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was funny, <laughs> but there was uncomfortable stuff that he said in there, talking about Michael Jackson and all that. I don't agree with what he said when he was talking about some of the things that Michael Jackson... I don't think that's okay. I don't think it's okay to mess with kids. But I get it that he's a comedian. And right. so ultimately, we have to look at it, and we can't go, let's tear him down over this. Well, you know? it, it, that's the unfortunate thing, is comedy used to be edgy. You know, mm -hmm. comedy used to be like it, it was really pick on these people, this mm -hmm. group, that person in the audience. Mm -hmm. and, and now that's just not socially acceptable. Mm -hmm. it, and whether that's good or bad, that's that's for other people to determine. But there's yeah. a lot of stuff that's funny that we can't talk about anymore. Yeah. And if you're proud of who you are, what's wrong with someone making fun of you? Right. What's and wrong with whether that? It's, you know, people from Brooklyn making fun of people from Queens or yeah. Staten Island. Staten Island gets made fun of by everybody, you know? Yeah. There's, there's, there's really, uh, I don't think um, that there's anything uh, wrong with it. So you should check it out. Rodney Brady also says, uh, Hank, I had to pull out the out CDs and records yesterday. He's talking about the outsiders from Jersey. 
Uh, one, one thing I could tell you is funny. If you actually talk to those guys about me, if you ever met them and you asked them about me, I'm not different because I'm doing this. Uh, I, like this, this is, ask Lola about me. When I met Lola, she was in college, right? So she came to New York. She grew up in Maryland. She came to New York to go to college. She met me. I was talking to her. Lola, you know, what happens to you when you, when you go to college, you get radicalized, you know? Uh, Lola was, was uh, and I don't think it's a wrong thing, but Lola was very pro-black, but there were certain things that, you know, she, I, I see some of the things I see kids getting into today, she was into that. And I always told her, no, I don't see the world like that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I always remember telling her one day, regardless of what you think, because, you know, you're a little black woman, you think the whole world is against you or whatever it is. One day there's going to be some tall, white, blue eyed, you know, blonde haired dude and you're going to be his boss and he's going to have to do what you tell him, whether he likes it or not. Some, some people aren't going to care. Some people might not like that, but that's the way the world is. And, you know, we just have to learn how to live with that. And if things were as bad as you think they are, or if things, if something was systematic, you would never be there. Right. Right? You would never get into that position. Um, and she used to look at me like a crazy, which she looks at me like that about everything that I tell her. Today, that's a reality. She, I don't think she would even argue that. Right? That's every day. So how can the world be systematically against us how can America specifically be systematically against us as black people if we could accomplish these things? You know, right. if there's black people in America that could be amongst the wealthiest, there's also black people in America that are amongst the poorest, but there's also white people, there's also white, blonde haired, blue eyed people who are amongst the poorest. You know, and we've so, seen that in our lives since then. So I, I think one of the problems is is um, nobody's telling poor white people, the poor trailer park people, whatever you want to say, that it's because of these Asian people that you're not successful. The reason you don't have a job is because of the Asian people over there. Nobody's telling them that. And and if you think, we're all self-delusional to some degree. Mm -hmm. Let let me say that. And and the question is, how much are you self-delusional? Is it that I say, I'm a great pilot, I'm a thousand hour instrument rated pilot, but I've only had two and a half crashes. Maybe that's (laughs) delusional. Maybe that's crazy case delusional. Right. But, you know, maybe you say, hey, uh, you know, I only smoke crack three times a week. There's no reason I can't be manager of the McDonald's. I mean, so what? I call in sick three days a week. Mm-hmm. I should be manager. Maybe that's a little delusional. And if and if you're a white guy, that's one thing. But if you're a black guy and somebody's saying, well, it's because the white man holds you down. Right. Eh, maybe it's not the white man holding you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's kind of just been something that's been instilled in this environment, you know, um, and it's been beaten into people over years and years and years of time, you know, um, people walk around with these blinders on and, and a tunnel vision and they have a hard time escaping from that. And if you don't open up your mind and, and really see people for what they are, then it's going to be hard for you to ever get out of that trap. You know, mm-hmm. look, all right, Hank, Hank will testify to this. He knows secondhand. I drive like a maniac. <laughs> Yeah. Do you know how many times I've lost my driver's license? You have no idea 
how many times? You don't want I would believe lose, any number that you want to say. <laughs> From what I've heard about you. I was losing my driver's license because the cops were out to get me. Right. <laughs> it wasn't me. They uh-huh. were out to get me. But that's a human thing. Right? We do that. Yep. We do that as human beings, right? You know? Yeah. Um, it was. They just knew some idiot was driving like a maniac. Yeah. By the way, Rodney out. Brady gave us five bucks. Thanks, Rodney. I appreciate it. Uh, Rodney also says that uh, he knows some of the. Uh, he knows he's. He's. Uh, what does he say? He says, one of my people is Pace One's cousin. We know a few of the same peeps, Hank. Okay. I guarantee you, you asked them about uh, Hank Strange. They, they know about me. So, um, yeah, I think we, we, we're, we're just messed up as, as people. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a lot easier to do this than it is to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, and mostly it's our doubt. So one thing I could tell you that is true that I see from a lot of people, one of the reasons why I run into problems with a lot of people is I'm kind of uppity. I'm 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 an uppity Negro, to black people and to white people. No, seriously, I'm not I'm not kidding you guys. Uh, this is like real talk right here. You know, there's people, <laughs> and that's I can't help that. It's I I get it right. Like you might not believe that you might. So there's a lot of people who think, oh, you're you're humble. I'm actually not, right? I think when I'm humble, I deliberately try to be humble. But at the same time, I understand pride. I know who I am. I know what my parents sacrificed for me to exist, you know, and what they went through and what I went through. So this way that I talk and all that kind of stuff, it's not an affectation. This is really who I am. So sometimes I run into black people and they look at it and they're like, oh, it's an uppity, it's an uppity black guy. He thinks he's all of that. <laughs> I've always been like that. Sometimes I run into white people and they feel that same way too about me. I'll be honest with you. I ran into Lola and she was like, who the hell does this guy think he is? Right. But you have to be like that. People think that about her, too. Right. And when I when I met her, she had that pride. And that's what I loved about her. You should be proud of who you are. You shouldn't hate other people for being who they are. There's nothing wrong with being proud of who you are. I think we run into a problem when we we think that we're better than someone because we're you could be awesome it doesn't make you better than other people if that makes any sense well you know hank i've never thought of you as uppity i you've Mm. you always to me have been genuine and i've never thought anything otherwise Mm. and i think some people if they have low self-esteem if if you run into somebody that's confident and sure of what they're talking about mm-hmm. and you have low esteem, I think that hurts them. They mm-hmm. have a different feeling about that. Mm-hmm. And and I've had people tell me that I come off cocky and arrogant. It's like if I'm talking about crap, I know damn right I'm going to sound cocky and arrogant. Yeah. It's not because I want to project that. It's just I'm But what's wrong with about is, that, is it a bad thing? I mean, we were talking about Kanye West. I think that's what a lot of people think about him, right? But you know what? I'm telling you guys, I looked at I looked at that podcast with him and Joe Rogan, and it's the reason why I like Joe Rogan. I'm not saying I align with everything with Joe Rogan. Sometimes I think Joe Rogan's a FUD. You know, I get all of that. But you know, I, I like him personally. I like him because he makes me laugh. I like him mm-hmm. because he doesn't I look at him, I could tell that's not a guy who spends his life hating people. 
But he had Kanye West on there, and we all joke around about things. And I don't think there's anything wrong with us like joking around about Kanye West. But if you look at that, you'll see towards the end of him talking to Kanye West, and, and they were talking some about him trying to be president and all that. He, he said to Kanye, what would you do if another country was attacking America and as the president, you had to respond to that, okay? And Kanye was, was answering him, and, and basically what he was saying is that, look, I'm going to go to the people, who, the, the highest ranking people who know about this, and I'm going to consult with them, right? That's what you're supposed to do. And he was talking about that, but then he stopped in the middle of it, and he was just quiet, he had his eyes closed, and then he told Rogan that he was praying. And Rogan was like, wow, I never saw that before. You know, um, and that was genuine. I, I, I can't really describe that feeling. I feel it now that I'm recounting the story to you guys, but I felt the same way as Rogan did. That was the most genuine thing I ever saw a human being do. Answering a question and he stopped and prayed and meditated and like reached out to a higher power than himself because he thought, hey, this is really serious, okay? So I think that this is, this is the thing about life that we don't know, we don't understand when we're looking at another person and we just see the caricature of that person who, Kanye is really confident, but I remember growing up in hip hop, like I'm talking about with Rodney Brady, that Kanye West, the, the, the badass gangster rappers, had no respect for that dude. He was a nerd. And I kind of related to that because that was like me. I was a nerd growing up with a, I grew up in New York City with a bunch of gangsters. And I was that nerd. And they just looked at him like, oh, this is just a nerd. And then even they were like, oh, he's just good for making beats and helping us or whatever. All those guys that were on Rockefeller, except Jay-Z, are all broke. They're all broke. They were all badasses and had no respect for what he was doing. And he did everything he did in a different way. And he was so confident when everyone said to him, you can't do this. You can't be a, you can't be a rapper. You're not tough enough. You're not hardcore enough. You didn't go to jail. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. And that confidence is really important for you to overcome all these things that people say about you. And then somehow you have to be humble enough to in that moment when someone's asking you a serious question, whether or not we can sit here and say, hey, that guy will never be president. But you have to respect the man who is honest and true, true about his beliefs enough with himself to realize a question like that, he's got to dig deeper than... If you look at, if you look at the interview, Kanye did most of the talking. But that was one powerful moment because he stopped and he looked to a higher power than himself. And Joe Rogan, if you really look at Joe Rogan, you'll see that he's, pro he's probably like, you know, agnostic or, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say he's an atheist or anything like that, but he's probably not someone that believes in God the way that we might believe in, in God, right? I, I think a Joe is a Buddhist. You think he's a Buddhist? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. And I, and I'm, but I don't I don't find him to be a non-believer. That's why I didn't want to say that he was atheist, right? I think he's a human being looking for answers. But I could see that it moved him. And when I was looking at it, it moved me because I was shocked. I was like surprised. I didn't look at a snippet. I looked at the whole thing. So I'm just saying to you guys that this is why sometimes this thing that we're doing here, no one might care about it. YouTube might be 
ghosting us right now, right? And there's no one in here except... The, well, there's people in here, man. Right now, there's 50-something people in here hanging out with us, and that's a fraction of what usually we would have. But those are people taking their time to listen to what we have to say, and people are going to come in here later and listen to this. And we truly have, like, an opportunity here to talk about something that most people are not going to want to do. They don't want to plug into other people for that long. But we can move each other and we could, we could affect each other and we could somehow, I could get someone to see something a different way just for a second. If you're mad about something or you're hating someone and you're just seeing this thing in this way and for a second, I could alleviate that and make you think for a second in a different way. It could change the whole way that you think about everything so and i'm not trying to sell anyone on kanye i already know who i'm going to vote for <laughs> made up my mind a long time ago i'm going to vote for the same person i voted for uh three almost four years ago right yeah yeah so four years ago i voted for the red power ranger so now I'm <laughs> yeah um listen let me just do this quick because i see john out there um he says let me just get what john is saying in here for a sec uh, before we get, uh, well, actually, this is going to be even more serious. But John says, uh, never left for New York City because we would have to quarantine for two weeks or face a $10,000 fine. Um, and they're monitoring hotels and tolls so we can't see my niece. Yeah. How well? How Yeah. That's, yeah, that sucks. Oh, Rodney Brady says he streamed the show at the barbershop in Linden, New Jersey, and in Deerfield Beach. Florida and them Jersey boys lost their minds. Um, I actually used to go to a barbershop in Linden, New Jersey. I used to live in Lin in Linden. Um, uh, Brian Quick says he doesn't know what I mean. I'm not sure what that is. John Crump says his wife is pissed. John, I know, man. That's that's terrible. This is one of the problems that we have. Um, you know, with what's going on right now like if someone you care about is not like i don't give a shit what you want to do you could lock me up after that do whatever you want to do um, uh, yeah. there there should be my daughter came back from college and mm -hmm. before she came back got an instant test because uh my in-laws they're old and they're not in the best of health mm -hmm. she want to make sure she wasn't if john Trump gets on a plane him and his wife get on a plane they should be able to get a quick test you know as they're walking off the plane for and and just be cleared that, that's ridiculous we're all americans and one of the things that the constitution had said is that you should have the freedom to travel among the states mm -hmm. and the, you can't give someone back the loved one that they care about you can't give that moment back to them so yeah and new york is like the, the the one that's the strictest on all this right now too and i you know and and from what i understand they started all that because they didn't want ted nugent showing up for a back to blue rally <laughs> I didn't there's a lot that. of insanity going on in new york right now man between cuomo and uh what's the name of the mayor again in in new york um what's his name the the, de yeah, Blasio. de Blasio, yeah. There's just a lot of crap going on. And people in New York are really suffering, you know. Um, it's like being in prison. Dude, why do you think I'm here? Yeah. I think a lot of people are trying to get out of New York. 
You know, mm -hmm. this idea that you could stop stuff like this, you can seriously stop it, and you can make people, like, not be able to connect to their families in the last moments, yeah, that's just not cool. So, now, uh, John Voorhees asked about my daughter since I mentioned her coming back from college. Uh, my daughter went to school at a, I would say, a liberal performing arts uh, high school. Uh, you know, great school, great teachers and all that bit, but... There was like a kid that wore a MAGA hat and it was, he was that kid. Mm -hmm. It didn't like, if, if you were transgendering in that high school, if you were whatevering in that, high, it didn't good. matter <laughs> or did you loved you, mm -hmm. but the MAGA hat. Mm. So, uh, you know, my, my daughter, I, I actually don't know how she's going to vote. I I'm guessing she's mm. going to vote, you know, for Trump. She might not. I'm not real sure. Yeah, I don't care what who my kids vote for. I just tell them to and, vote. Yeah, you know, I'm happy to. You know, if she yeah. wants to engage me in a conversation and mm -hmm. talk about it. I'm happy to try to influence her to you know the the evil dark red side. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I remember I, back when we were first voting for Obama. My, you remember the the teachers in school were programming all our kids. Do you guys remember that? I don't know if you guys have kids the same age as mine. But my kids asked me because the teachers were making them ask their parents who they're voting for. And I said, well, I know I'm not voting for Obama. I could tell you that. And they started crying. I remember we were in the car and they started crying. I was like, listen, you can cry all you want to. When you get old enough to vote, you vote for who you want to. It's not my business. But now I'm voting and I'm going to vote for who I want to. I'm an adult. Mm -hmm. I know why I'm doing what I'm doing, and I don't care about your teachers and whatever. And that's how I've always like raised my kids. And so, my son today sent me um, a picture of him. Let me see if I, I might share this with you guys. Um, but my son sent me a picture of him voting. Uh, let me see. He's in Tallahassee, right? Yeah. So I could. I guess I could share this. Uh, you know. So. Here he is. He's like, uh, he says, I just voted. Make sure you get my, you know, my other son to vote. So that's, you know. And I was like, okay, that's cool. He's, he had to wear the mask in there. His hair is becoming like a mop, you know. <laughs> um, I don't know if he's got dreadlocks or what it is, but, you know, the kids like their hair natural and curly these days. So, which is good. But yeah, listen, I'm just glad he voted. I didn't say, who did you vote for? Not my business. You need to practice this act of voting. He's interested in it, making sure that his brother uh, got out there and voted, right? Um, ultimately, we have to go out and make the, this is This is what I think about this whole thing. We've got to go and do it. It's not really my business who you vote for, but... I mean, if you want to know who I vote for, I could talk about it. <laughs> and I've got no shame or anything like that, but I'm not trying to convince anyone. And then we all have to live with the world we make. That's it. I'm not moving out of the country if the person that uh, someone becomes president and I didn't vote for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not going to scream and throw a fit about it either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... and I, I was working in Manhattan uh, when Obama got elected, mm -hmm. and you know it's like my thoughts were the positive. I was like, you know what, black kids now can say 
I can be president. Instead of looking up at you know a football star or a rapper or whatever, they can say, I can be president. I was all excited about that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was looking at the positive side of it, not like yelling at the sky. <laughs> you know? And let's remember that Obama became the president because lots of white people voted for him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's, it, let's it, like, I mean, come on. There's not enough black people in America to vote and make Obama the president on their own. And unfortunately, a lot of black people in America do not vote, even if they can. Right. You know, the numbers are really low. To be honest with you, there's a lot of people in America that don't e- aren't even aware of the news. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I had a conversation. Uh, you know, part of uh, marrying my wife, I was dating a Jewish girl in New York. And she's like saying, oh, Hillary didn't get because of, uh, president because of racism. I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I'm like, these same uh, electoral districts that voted for Obama went Trump. And Hillary's not black. So right. what does that mean? Mm-hmm. But maybe it's because she is a racist. <laughs> I, I don't know. But she was parroting, you know, yeah. what somebody else was saying mm-hmm. to her. She had no idea. I'm like, I had to explain it to her. I'm like, tell tell me logically why that would be racist that somebody picked Trump over Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Well, a lot of I think what you just said is powerful. A lot of people parrot what other people say to them. Um, and, and just go with that and just believe that. Um, I saw, so my, my barber, for example, Mo, which you guys might've seen on my channel, you know, he's down, so he's a good dude, man. He, you know, he started shooting and stuff like that. We talk about this. Rodney was talking about, talking about this stuff in the, I talk about this stuff in the barbershop. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm sure I've had arguments in there. People who don't like what I have to say. And by the way, people who totally hundred percent agree with me. You know, like I had a, a a black guy that I've known for some time. He's from uh, he's from um, he's actually from Pennsylvania, and he was like, you know what? Uh, I kind of like this Trump dude. <laughs> you know, but here's the thing that my barber was telling me because this went around Florida and it went around Gainesville. There were people getting emails from people representing themselves as pro-Trump. Um, and pro the Proud Boys, threatening people if they didn't vote for Trump. Emails. Yeah, it went the other way also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, yeah. but the news was talking about the, the these particular pro-Trump ones. But the, the head of the Proud Boys looks like you, Hank. Yeah. Well, and, and, yeah. But and here's the thing that I'm saying though. I said to him, dude, do you really believe that Trump? Okay, or Trump's, you know, the the uh, the people who represent Trump, or let's say even Biden, or the people who represent Biden, will actually send out emails and threaten anyone. Because I'm, I could sit here and tell you that I, if someone told me Biden did it, I would say that's bullshit. Right. Why are you I, believing I was... it if someone tells you that Trump did it? I, I mean, that's what I said. Like I didn't even know what was going on. Now, later, I think the next day or later on, I think in that evening after we got off the show, I started seeing the news. Well, who is it? Like Iran, I think. Um, I think I, look, it yeah. could have been me in my basement. You know, yeah. I flew I females. Yeah. So I saw that and I sent it to him and he was like, hey, thanks for that. But the point I'm trying to make is we've got to we've got to pay attention 
to what's going on, and we've got to use some kind of, like, I know common sense is a bad word, but we got to realize, if someone tells you something so ridiculous as that, you've got to have a thing inside of you that goes, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to believe that. Well, you, you gotta, you gotta run it through your own damn filter. You gotta say, all right, logically what's going on? Because the news says it. I have never, I, I don't know when it was. And I, I, I think I can pin back to, I was watching like ABC news in New York way back when. And, and I was like, yeah, that's, I know what they're telling me is BS. I know what they're, and maybe that was when I started questioning the news. Mm -hmm. I was like, because they say it doesn't make it true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's why I always run it through my own darn filter. And I'm like, does that make sense? Why would they do it? What would their motivation be? Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Uh, Rodney says, uh, yep, Barack was president, but eight years is not enough to change the minds of many young black folks. Um. You know, I don't think that for anyone who's president could help you or change your life that drastically. Oh. If, if you're a woman and you need a woman president to feel good about yourself, you've got a problem. If you're, mm -hmm. if you're uh, a white person and you need the president to be white to make you feel better about yourself, you have a problem. If you're black, if whatever it is, if you're gay and you need the gay person to be president to feel like your life is okay, this goes back to what I was saying. Are you actually proud of who you are? Well, it, it's identity politics. And so oh, yeah. mm -hmm. if you told me white privilege was because most billionaires are white or most presidents are white or most politicians are white, uh, so you don't feel a barrier, I, I would mm -hmm. say, okay, you're, you have a valid point there. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like you're saying, Hank, you make a great point. Be, be proud of who you are. Mm -hmm. Don't don't let that be a stumbling block for you. If yeah. that's one of those things that I've always thought about, am I inhibiting myself? Am I because when I was working sixteen hours a day, seven days a week at my business, when I did photography and video in New York, I was like, hey, I'm having. There were days I wouldn't even stop to eat because I had so much work to do. There were so many meetings to go to, so many <clears> things <throat> to do, mm -hmm. and. If I was going to be held back, it was because of me. Yeah. I remember a friend of mine, and then I'm, I'm going to go on to the Walmart thing, because I know a lot of people want us to talk about Walmart in the several minutes we have left here. I remember <laughs> a friend of mine who lives in Brooklyn, known him for a long time, talking about him and I would talk from Florida about Obama, and he was always mad at me because I wasn't a supporter. And he would curse me out, basically. <laughs> And I would say, dude, look out your window in, in Brooklyn. Uh, is there still a dude on the corner selling crack? Yep. Okay. W what are you trying to tell me, man? You know, it, it's it's like so you you got this thing. It doesn't change things. Like that, cha each person has to decide that they're going to change the way that the world is for themselves and everyone else around them by being more responsible for themselves. So whoever's up there, this is why. Like I I feel this way. No matter what happens, I'm a gun guy. No matter what happens after after uh, next Tuesday, I'm still going to be a gun guy. What I mm -hmm. talk about, I'm still going to talk about. What I fight for, I'm still going to fight for. Who's president doesn't matter. E even when it's Trump, I'm still going to be fighting for the Second Amendment because I'm going to have to. Because the last four years have not proved to us 
that Trump being in the White House is is going to make guns safe. Yeah. So that's the way I look at it. Let's let's do go real quickly, and maybe I don't know if that's okay, Scott. If we can run a little late, uh, Rich. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Um, let's talk about Walmart. What do you guys think about this whole thing with Walmart pulling guns? I'll, I'll go. I'll go to Scott first, Rich. Let's go to Scott here. Uh, I think it's a pretty typical move of Walmart to do that. Um, like they did that when the pandemic first hit. Uh, I guess it was more like when the riots first started. Um, back a couple months ago whenever it's been going on so long i can't even remember when it started but uh now this time because uh, they did slowly kind of bring them back out uh but now this time it's the same reason but it kind of hit a little closer to home for them because i seen video of uh in philadelphia where rioters and looters were actually in walmart rioting and looting in the walmart so mm-hmm. uh i think you know they 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 don't just make a change for an area. They like to do it nationwide. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh, how one ruins it for the many type of situation. So yeah, hold on. Yeah, I, yeah, I switched this wrong. So do you think? But you know, Scott, do you think it's a little bit of pandering? Do you think they're pandering a little bit to the left? Um, oh, of course they are. Mm-hmm. Just like just like how they got rid of the all the pistol ammo and the only the what they consider assault rifle mm-hmm. ammo. After that thing down in uh, Stoneman happened, you know, after the uh, Stoneman, Florida thing happened. Right, right. So, yeah, of course it's a, a bit of pandering, yeah. I mean, Walmart, even though they were founded by a Constitution, freedom-loving, 2A-supporting man, just like a lot of big corporations, they tend to fall down that hole and go over to the other side. Yeah, and the know, kids tend to drift, right? The kids... Yep. Maybe that the guy that founded it believed in, in defending himself and working hard and building something, but the mm-hmm. kids who were just born into it don't necessarily understand that. Because right. why can't well, it, Walmart just why can't Walmart just protect itself and stay open right. during the riots? Because let let's take the gun question out of it. When Walmart allows things like that to happen they're taking away a massive resource in that community in florida when we have hurricanes and things like that a lot of people turn to walmart including the government right why is walmart giving up to these people why won't they defend the walmart so that Mm -hmm. folks can have a place to get food and stuff like that or to you know like a center to help rebuild or coordinate things why wouldn't they do that so when you say defend, are you saying armed security at the front door of Walmart? What are you saying? Why not? What, whatever it takes. I see other businesses yeah. doing that. Why wouldn't Walmart do that? It's rooftop Koreans. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't Walmart do that? Why are they afraid of sending that signal? Why are they afraid of telling the people in the community, we're here to serve you. We're, we want to stay open so that we can serve you. We're not just going to let people come and run through here and ransack everything. And then so then the people who really need the help, the, the women and children and the and the older people in the community, now they don't have access to a Walmart. Right, right. And look, I, I don't care what financial situation you're in. I You know, Publix I like. I, I really like what Publix does. But Publix is pretty overpriced compared to Walmart. Yeah. And I'll go to Walmart and I'm like, holy cow, it's that much cheaper. Or I'll go to Costco. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not bragging. My wife and I, we make decent money. I... I'm in a financial hall for other reasons, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm still trying to save money by going to Walmart and by going to Costco. I don't buy everything at Publix. Yeah, 
Well, it's virtue signaling, but in the wrong direction. You know, they're they're virtual sig virtue signaling with the sign of the times, just like so the left is. Mm -hmm. You know, well, let me postulate this out there: the rooftop Koreans theory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I. So first off, rioting is happening in democratically controlled areas. It's not happening in Republican controlled areas. Okay. And I think it's because the police are given a stand down order. Now, if if Hank, let, let's just say Hank and, and his barber Moe were in St. Louis when they're burning St. Louis down. Hank, would you stand in front of Moe's place with an AR? Why not? Why wouldn't I, you know, help defend? I, I mean, I think barbers serve the community just as much as anyone else. I mean, why would I let someone right. destroy what he builds or what he's built up? Okay, so the where I'm going is mm -hmm. what what would it take for a democratically run place that's letting riots going on for them to say, hey, maybe we need the police to calm this down. If somebody in Hank and Moe's situation in one of these, let's, whether it's Philadelphia, whether it's Walmart, whether it's a mom and pop beauty shop, whatever it may be, if they pop a few, you know, rioters, looters, is that going to finally get the police? And I'm not advocating for this. I'm advocating for peace. And like I've said many times, I hope everybody listens to me. The best gunfight is the one you avoid. Mm -hmm. Right. Carry every single day. I'm carrying right now, and I haven't left my house. But the best gunfight is the one you avoid. But for these politicians, are you looking for somebody like me standing in front of a friend's store or Hank standing in front of a friend's store to pop a few people? Or will you peacefully quiet this down? Stop this. I don't Let think I don't think they I don't think they want to. So this whole this no. current situation stems out of what happened in Philly. Right. Uh, I think. OK, looks like uh, he just dropped out. He should be back. There he goes. Boom. OK, so this happened. This came out of what happened in Philly. When, and when I look at that, um, I think if you're going after some cops with a knife and you don't comply, you're going to get shot. Now, do I think it's do I think it's right that both of these officers opened up and shot at him seven times each and all that kind of stuff? I don't know. Right. This comes down to a training thing. Why are they both shooting? All that kind of stuff. Without mm -hmm. a doubt. But, you know, I don't see like a perfect scenario where, you know, for, for those cops, I don't see a perfect scenario. Obviously, if someone is ignoring, if you have a knife and you're ignoring instructions from police officers, like right. you're you're just you're just set on doing something and they've got limited choices to make. We've seen this all go wrong. We've seen things happen. At the same time, I'm not saying that the cops did exactly what they should have done in that moment. Okay, how does all of that lead to the same community now having to suffer more over what happened to that person? What happened to that person is tragic for them and their family, okay? And right. then maybe you can even take it out there. Now it's a problem for the city, for the police department, those police officers that were involved in that, etc. Now, why should everyone now lose services that they need? We're talking about in a lot of these places, it's not like me and you, like we're living in a rural areas. We got food for months. <laughs> you know, we could go and we could we could uh, take care of our, our family and all that. These people aren't in that situation. What's ultimately happening here is they're suffering. We're not suffering. They're suffering. 
right? When you let the when you let people run the streets and just destroy businesses and take everything and tear those things down, that's for weeks on end, months that you're not getting those businesses back, if ever. How is that worth it? How is it better for all these people to suffer because of something that one person did that was clearly wrong, what they were doing, and maybe there's something wrong with the way that the police reacted to that? And now we're mm -hmm. just going to get that every single time? Yeah, it, it's becoming that way. You know, it's definitely becoming that way. Ever since George Floyd, anytime it happens now, boom, the fire is lit. Yeah. License to destruction. destroy. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's it's all just an opportunistic move, really. Mm -hmm. um, for some reason, they want to see this country destroyed. They want to destroy the, the fabric, the foundation of this country, and build it up into an image of their own. Yeah. Uh, and that's why they continue to let these things happen. And that way they can let them happen, and then they can go and, and do this. Yeah. More of this. And the worst part, the worst part, Scott— the, the most tragic part of it is the people who are losing the most here are actually people of color. Right. Poor people. That's who's suffering the most here. Mm -hmm. Okay. The very people that like, I think to go to, to, to Rich's question, why would Democrats want this? Aren't these the people right. you say that you're serving? So yes, this is wrong. Let's figure out what happened there in that situation. I think it's clear that the cops had the, you know, they were in a situation they had to react to. Maybe it's not clear why both of them opened up fire, all that kind of stuff, right? Okay, let's deal with that. Why does everyone there now have to suffer? We're not. What are we going to do with these people? Are we going to bust them, fly them out of there? They're going to become refugees? Americans are going to become refugees in America? And then this is the majority of what's happening in cities. It's all... It's the same demographic in the cities that we're tearing down. So we're just making those those people are suffering more than 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 us. I'm not suffering where I'm at. Right. So. I, I think it all boils down to is they want to keep them there. They want to keep them suffering so that way they can continue to make these empty promises to them. So that way they feel like they have some kind of hope and that uh, they can be their saviors. Mm -hmm. Well, they're not it's really full. It's uh, you can say it's it's the orange man bad orange man yep. bad he's dividing us and I'm like right. yeah and nah, it's not it's, you right. burning down your city and looting Walmart isn't dividing us right well you, you got to look at it like this it's the same way it, they advocate like the Democrats advocate for the welfare system and that is a way to keep people lazy and compliant. And constantly relying on them for that money. Black people, white people, people who just immigrated right. to America. Everyone participating in that system, that's probably one of the most destructive things. Folks, mm -hmm. like there's women who, you know, they get a boyfriend. Uh, that woman gets pregnant. They're having a baby. They decide not to get married and raise this baby as a family unit because if you do that, you're not getting the welfare. Right. It's crazy talk. It's crazy talk. That's insanity. Imagine if folks like Lola and myself decided to start doing that. 
you know, instead of suffering through it and raising our kids, figuring out how to raise the kids, work, do everything, you know, figure out how to buy a home, build up and, and move on. That's what you're supposed to do. We, we suffer mm-hmm. through stuff. You know, yep. we, we I remember Lola and I being out in New Jersey. I forgot what was the name of that place. It, it was like a racetrack. But on the weekends, if there wasn't racing going on, they would have a flea market. Lola and I would be out there selling stuff at the flea market. Seriously. I'm not, I'm, oh. not, I'm not messing with you guys. And Lola was a pharmacist. Well, here's the messed up thing. I kind of think like the welfare system and communism are kind of the same thing. They work great on paper, but in the long run, it's just all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Okay, Because you just keep those people relying on it mm-hmm. and they keep asking for the handouts. They never get off of it. So really what the welfare system was designed to do was give somebody a fighting chance to get back up on get their off. feet and get yeah. to recover, right. not to stay an addict. Right. Mm-hmm. But they end up staying at it because they realize, Hey, look it, I can be a lazy as I want. Well, we took away the shame element of it, Right. There used to be a shame element of being a single mother and having five kids with four different baby daddies and all that. And and then at some point in our history, it became not not a shame thing. And that pride, therefore, your pride got Mm -hmm. destroyed. Losing your pride is what is what destroys most of us as human beings. It's very important. Can it go too far? For sure. But you've got to have some kind of pride in who you are. Mm hmm. See, um, years ago, when my children were still young, we struggled. I mean, we lived in an apartment where we lost power because we couldn't afford the bill. We could barely afford to feed ourselves. And we were lucky. I mean, every penny I made went towards paying the rent. Mm -hmm. So that way we had a house over our heads. But we could not get any kind of assistance. Mm -hmm. Because the expectations are way too low for somebody to get assistance. Like, hey, I'm, I need assistance with paying my power bill. Well, guess what? You make more for a family of four. If you make more than $800 a month, you don't qualify for anything. Mm-hmm. So how is a family of four going to survive off of $800 a month? How can even one person survive? Yeah, that survive eats up rent, anything? like you're saying. That just eats up rent. Right. can't be fed for that price. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean – and that that's and if I wanted to go ahead and like somehow lose my job and have nothing for an income, then I could qualify for some kind of assistance. Yeah. And also, if you pretend that you're not there in those kids lives. Right. Right. And the and pretense of it makes it reality. Right. And then I can guarantee that they would let me just continue on and continue on and continue on without any question it's just as long as i fill out the paperwork and every time they want me to fill out the paperwork mm-hmm. as long as i fall in line and do what they tell me to yeah. do when the government yeah. replaces you as the man right mm-hmm. but that's not a thing that the government does to you and i know we got to go here but that's not a thing that the government does to you you do it to yourself right they just help you along with you doing yeah. it to yourself Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. Okay, listen, let's wrap it up before Lola starts throwing stuff at me. Uh, it was good conversation. It was a great conversation. Here's what I want to do. The folks who are still hanging out here with us, I want you guys to tell them how they can find you, follow up with you, and all that kind of stuff. I am going to start with Scott Gorillas and Guns. How can folks do that? And I would like to see people. I'm going to throw up your – I've got your um, 
here we go. I've got your YouTube channel here. I'm gonna show people what that look like, what that looks like. Please go over here and subscribe to Gorillas and Guns, folks. Right on. That's where you can find me on YouTube, and you can find me at the Gorillas and Guns group on Facebook as well. Yes, I know I'm not on Instagram or any of those other fancy ones, <laughs> but savage. You know, I, <laughs> maybe one day i'll be there i i am over on Gunstreamer, but i haven't really done anything with them since that whole they were going under and been bought out by this new company i haven't done anything with them since then really i just I, i've kind of lost flavor for it you know mm -hmm. um yeah, I, i'm here i'm here on the youtubes and and i am not gonna let youtube push me away I'm going to continue posting whether they like it or not. Awesome. Keep up the good work, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, let's go to Flying Rich. Uh, Flying Rich, how can the folks out there yes. communicate with you, and where do you want them to follow you? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to first pimp uh, Scott's on Facebook. So uh, Gorillas and Guns on Facebook. Follow him over there. Mm -hmm. Great guy. W one of the really nice guys in the gun community. Um so you've got a dot com. Slash. I can show you. I can throw up your dot com on here, Rich. Oh yeah, and it needs work. So <laughs> do some <laughs> yeah, work to this dot com that I'm showing off right now. <laughs> so flyingrich.com. Uh, so that's where all my social media is. I'm I'm actually going to be live streaming at a Trump uh, flag waving tomorrow. So that's going to mm -hmm. be from four thirty to six. So that'll be on youtube.com slash flying rich, no space there. Mm -hmm. And I'm on Instagram. So Instagram, uh, it's going to be flying rich underscore official because somebody's like stomping on the flying rich and they're not posting. <laughs> but uh, okay. yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, on my website is, you know, the links to all of my social media mm -hmm. up top. So if you go to flyingrich.com, you can click on YouTube or click on Instagram. And it'll bring you over there and join in on the live stream tomorrow, 4.30 to 6 p.m. on uh, YouTube. Awesome. As long as you have Pebbles on the thumbnail, I'll join in. There you go. There's Pebbles right now. Let's see. Let's get a close-up of Pebbles. Boyd. There he goes. He's, his feathers are a little ruffled, but yeah, you know, he's, yeah, he's, good, he's good nevertheless. All right. I want to thank everyone who's still hanging out with us for joining us. Big thanks to Gorillas and Guns as well. It's Flying Rich. Uh, great conversation with these guys. I hope you all follow up with them. Uh, big thanks to Bar Knowles for um, helping sponsor the show here, Performance Steel Case Ammunition. I appreciate these guys. Stay right there. I'm going to run in the end. Hey, Hank, can I... Okay, hold on one second. I'll come right back to it. Make sure you guys smash the thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We're going to throw this up on iTunes and all the other places that you get your audio podcasts. Scott, what's up? I did want to say one more thing. Um, sure. Check out Black Swan Tactical. Okay. Uh, it's John Crump's uh, website. Yep. Uh, there's lots of 2A gear, shirts, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But also all the proceeds from that are going towards Bella and what she's going through right now. So please go over there. You can use code Crumpy for 10% off, and you can use code Silverback for 10% off. Uh, and I soon will have shirts and things up on Black Swan Tactical as well. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, if you guys out there want to support me supporting john crump is always a good way to do that he's a really good friend of mine a lot of the stuff that i do here i would not be able to do without him and it's you know it's terrible what him and his family are going through so i would appreciate you guys doing exactly what gorillas and guns just said uh who wants the last word who wants it okay everybody have fun <laughs> we're out of here guys <laughs> see you tomorrow we'll be in costume peace
Good night.